Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>super pod hero cast guys with beers talking about movies with capes episode 107 i'm casey ryan and i'm todd panic conan and we, we watched the destroyer oh wow those are different voices, <laughs> those are hey, different like voices. <laughs> yeah we went everybody for we have uh some very special guests yes. new to the night shift radio media network family Empire. conglomerate i'm just gonna say a bunch of words yeah, yeah. Empire, that's the word. Soon to be Empire. For that's sure. Right. But like a good Empire. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> I'm sure, well, it could be the first one. It, sure. It's got to happen Every eventually, good right? got to start yeah. somewhere. Right. We're not going to buy Twitter because people were mean to us on that platform. Right. <laughs> and then we had, to, uh, we, had, well, then we had to go ahead and buy it because otherwise everyone would have seen four times all of its our value. dirty laundry. We got $34 yep. billion dollars scared. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really scary. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyways, uh, we are here with the wonderful Talon and Josh over uh, joining us from the Fourth Pillar of Play podcast. Um, you know, you're probably on episode two by this point, okay. not episode 498. Um, like, <laughs> as ref, if you've listened to the pilot episode, it was 402. Reference. <laughs> it was 402. Yeah. <laughs> it was 402. I, went, I meant to, to go listen to it today, and then I... <laughs> Shit happened. (laughs) First of all, how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, these are our real life buddies, Talon and Josh, who have a fabulous podcast. Uh, Casey, you and I listened to, they were kind enough to share a little test run that they did just to kind of 
you know, see how they sounded with the mic, see if the format worked, see if they had something. Uh, they mm-hmm. were, you guys, and I'll speak for you, I guess, but correct me if I'm wrong, recorded it as a test run, shared it with me. I shared it with Casey, shared it with uh, yep. our friends that run Night Shift Media. And Casey and yep. I, our first reaction was the exact same. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers, they're really good. Damn it. This does not sound like episode double zero. Yes, yeah. yes. It sounded Aww. like episode 402. Yes. Yes, you did. It's you got it at that time. <laughs> and well, thank, and yeah. nobody, was, Absolutely. nobody was more shocked than us. Because <laughs> we got off and I, we finished, and I remember looking at town. I'm like, "Was that like good?" Like, I felt like that was. Good. I think we, yeah, like, we we, we did good. Yes. We we yes, we didn't suck right out the gate. So, right, but yeah. I, I, I'm really impressed. I mean, it took us a long time, I think, to kind of find a, our stride. I mean, it took some, some time. Say it one should always strive to, to continue to improve anyway. So. Right. Yes. 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 Well, yeah. Kaizen. Kaizen people. When we were talking to Michael and Caleb yesterday on the Never Heard of It podcast, I was saying it's just, it it truly is just as much about, you know, uh, designing D&D games as it is learning Mm -hmm. how to podcast. Oh, yeah. So, you know, for those of us, uh, or for those of our listeners who are hearing you for the first time here, can you give our listeners a little snippet? Okay. What is so the fourth, the, pillar, the fourth of pillar of play? Was an idea that originally started boiling around in my head when I was running a couple of our D and D games, and um, which everyone in this <laughs> podcast has played at one of them, um, and two people are still alive. Yep. Uh-huh. And <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, we, oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Because you're the, yeah, no, you're it was the DM. you. Was it like, was you, Casey. Died? You died. <laughs> it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> it was you, but now but you're still I have, wielding my sword, right? Josh? I have the legendary uh, his crystal dragon sword. Yeah, came up and yeah. Um, so in it, yeah. for those of you who don't know, in Dungeons and Dragons, one of the things that is communicated is that there are three pillars of play: combat, role playing, and exploration. And it's supposed to be the the set, the set pieces that put together a complete, fulfilling adventure for players. And uh, one of the things that kept rolling around in my head was, okay, well, what about, you know, what makes it fun for the dungeon master, the person running the game behind the board? It's It has to be fun for them, too. And as much fun as I have running a game for the people at the table, I was thinking, you know what, I really enjoy writing stuff. I enjoy trying to create monsters and trying to create adventures and, you know, pretending like maybe one day I could write like a campaign setting book or something like that. And I thought, Hey, you know, that, that would probably be the fourth pillar of play. And it was like the bing, there's the little light bulb. And I was like, that's not bad. (laughs) That's not bad. That's, that's not a bad concept. And I pitched it to Josh and he was like, yeah, no, I like that. And then we immediately Google searched the phrase and couldn't really find anybody who had latched onto it. So yeah, not too many. Well, because we went back and forth, and we were like, what were we going to call it? Because we were going for, you know, c- Critical Role. Obviously, Critical Role is not only the name of an extremely successful podcast, but it is a term in D&D. Right. So we were like, well, let's come up with something. Dungeons so and design. Dungeons. It was. It was we were coming up all these. Nothing and really then, settled. Yeah. And then Ooh, finally, I was just like, of- wait a minute. The the fourth pillar of play, that's, that's like your thing, right? Yeah. Like, My fear with it was work. that because it doesn't yeah, immediately say something with either dice, dungeon, Dragons or design that right that was algorithmically well. yep. it would not be as good a title, but 
and that's said, exactly that's what hashtags the, are for and, and SEL. You know, and yeah, that's what nice shift media is for. Yeah. Yeah. They'll they'll get it to the right people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just go ahead and string four words together in the order that they shouldn't belong, and then you know people will find Super Pod Hero Cast anywhere. It's totally right. it just rolls. Yeah. Off How many the people have you told about the podcast? And they go, oh, the superhero podcast. Yeah. No, 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 that yeah. would have been too easy. That would have been yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, strike that. Reverse it. Yeah. I love my semi portmanteaus. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's say this. So first of all, fourth, it is spelled is out. Spelled yep, out. It is spelled F-O-U-R-T-H. out. That's, we've already had, we've established every time we yeah, talk about I'm it, we're like, fucking oh, nerd. this is going to be this is going to be the thing. It's fourthpillaroflay.com, but it's yeah. spelled out. Unless it's the Twitter handle. The Twitter handle, unfortunately, has to have the number four in it because <laughs> because rules and rules. length of Twitter handle allowances yeah. for as long as we remain on Twitter, depending on how things move forward in the future. Because, because yeah. well, like <laughs> I said yesterday, I just say, how as long a Twitter are, really neophyte, are we all going to be I'm, on Twitter? Like I said yesterday, I could... We could pay eight bucks and spell for fourth. We could pay for fourth every month. We could no. spell the yeah. whole thing. And, out and, for it, it, Twitter month. is new enough to me that I am <laughs> perfectly comfortable saying, you know, bye bye, sayonara. So, yeah. peace out. Yeah. Uh, now, and where can people? What's the uh, best way for them to find you? Right? Yeah, right, right, right now, now you can find about. it. Uh, we yeah. are on the Night Shift Radio website, um, and we are at uh, fourthpillaroflay.com. Mm-hmm. All spelled out, and all, links to all of our social media <laughs> accounts and um, articles that go along with the episode releases that show the the creations and the ideas per episode will be posted there as each episode comes out, and the episodes themselves are also posted as a hot link that you can play right there to listen to it, as is the links to subscribe in your yep. podcast player of choice. I know, Excellent. which there are so many. It's... <laughs> There's so many. So many. And kudos to our podcast oh. daddy, Michael. He yeah. makes sure that we are on yeah. every fucking yeah. one. Yeah. All the time I'm getting things on the Superpod HeroCast email that's like, hey, you signed up for this one. And I have to send it to Michael like, is this real or is it bullshit? Yeah. Yep, signed up for a new it's, one. Like, it's okay, astonishing to me. One of the things that we talked yeah. about is we said, hey, it'd be cool to do a podcast. And that's where the conversation sat for weeks. And... And then it was, yeah. you know, it was Todd who was like, well, let me, let me pitch this to uh, Night Shift. And then we were like, oh, shit. Now we, like, really have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> now it's so real. Without, yeah. That, without that support, but I think that's why there push, any we'd probably still be sitting spinning yeah. our wheels going, wouldn't it be cool mm-hmm. if we did a podcast? <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, well, we I cannot just, wait. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know I, want, I want to give folks a little bit more of a reason to listen. So... Right, it's, it's all about, about the, the design, the design right? process the design and the creative aspect. process of of the dual part of both creatively conceiving ideas to create for Dungeons and Dragons, um, primarily with a dungeon master mindset uh, in place. But it doesn't have to be. Anyone who's interested in yep. the idea of world building and creating would it probably enjoy that. And then also the flip side of that is finding the relationship between the creative uh, world building aspect and then actually learning how to design the mechanical aspects, you know, the crunchy rule bits. So it's not just by like, wouldn't it be cool if there's a world where yeah. there's snake and people, but then it was also like, actually, okay, here's a snake person you could play, and mechanically, how would that work in 5th edition? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what what I love about what you're going to do is you're going to go from, like, concept idea, inspiration, writing lore, creating the crunchy rule stuff, yep. to play testing, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, mm-hmm. yep. I look forward to Playtesting whatever you're going to do to us because yeah. uh, 
you write some pretty good shit. Uh, and 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 all of Absolutely. that is going to be part of the podcast, right? Like it's that full. Yep. Yeah. So that I, I have not heard a podcast that's doing that full spectrum of idea through execution. It does mean and, that we uh, have to I'm cut so out a lot more it's, uh, it's blank awesome. space after we record, where we're going, sitting there, stroking our beards, you know, figuratively going, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely but, figuratively. Uh, it is... It, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, it's worth noting, too, that one of our, like, and one of our, like, driving, you know, concepts mm-hmm. is we don't want it to be dry and boring. So it, it has a real chance of becoming uh, instructional, and it's not it's not supposed to be and 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 um, yeah and, and so far we're doing. Pretty I'm sure we'll right continue to improve. In the episodes but, that we've packed um, in. we do do a lot of uh, yep. the creation work and and creating material in between the episodes, so they're not belaboring listeners with. Well, mm-hmm. is it three D eight or is it four D six? Well, if you yeah. add plus five, no. So we'll we just kind of we speak in generalities yeah. and creativities <laughs> and then crunch it out in between and then we review what we do the next episode. So. And if I may dovetail on what has being said, uh, I am D and D curious. I am not uh, as uh, hardcore as the rest of the group. But uh, listening to that first episode, I was completely nice. engaged in what you guys were talking about. So, yeah. oh, if you even have the mildest interest in in Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. This is the podcast. Yeah, and it's our hope to do something yeah. really for sure. Do some cool stuff down the line, already. like maybe doing some live play, play testing, and you know, streaming it on Twitch or something like that, or throwing yep. it up on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Sweet, nice. We're we awesome. are, and it's we're creating. We really fleshed out the world the past few, mm-hmm. you know, past but what week or so. We're very enjoy- much really, enjoying it. It's very cool. It's. <laughs> yeah, we're like so you guys. Yep, we're like you man, guys are like really architects. Cool. Yeah. yeah, right, right now that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's it's very cool. What <laughs> we're coming up well, with is very cool. You guys are architects, but Todd, what are we? Well, we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes. So, what are we drinking? All right, I gotta say that was one of my finer pivots, and I didn't fuck nice. it up, did I? You didn't. I didn't. Unlike Blade, <laughs> unlike Blade, I was like, wait, but wait, <laughs> there's more. Yeah. <laughs> So, today's beer comes to us, like so many of our beers, from our great friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township 5 in Camillus, New York. Uh, But we could have gone right to the source. So, uh, listeners to the show know that I love picking out New York State beers. We've got a New York State beer, but more specifically, we've got a Syracuse beer. More specifically, we've got a beer brewed in a bar that all four of us have drank at and had a great Mm -hmm. time, and by the Mm -hmm. way, loved their beers. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, we should point out that this is technically not a superhero movie, although in my mind, Arnold is as close as we get to a real-life superhero. He's a pulp hero. He's a pulp hero. He appears in Marvel Comics. But we really did this movie to celebrate the Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Sure. Uh, and so, and if anyone has a problem with it, it's our. I strongly our argue that I believe that Conan so, uh, is a superhero. I, I, sure. <laughs> uh, you're not going to come at us like my yeah, brother if does. If Hawkeye is a superhero, is a then superhero Conan's movie. a superhero. Are we doing the Hawkeye TV if, show? No, if, it just happens to be in some of the movies we're, we're If reviewing. Hawkeye didn't exist in a world with superpowered <laughs> heroes, then you're right. He's a very skilled. Master spy, but uh, but in any event, this is yeah. a Dungeons and Dragons themed episode, and uh, we discovered uh, this great bar over at Destiny USA here in Syracuse called Bullfinch Brewing. They're in the old location of Gordon Biersch, 
which is rest in peace, which is really cool. Uh, I mean, you could argue. I mean, actually, there was no argument, Casey. We have a podcast because you and I and others used to drink at Gordon Biersch before or after every superhero movie that we saw for my, a couple my, of years. My uh, podcast partner proposal, if you yeah. if you were, <laughs> to you was at, at uh, Gordon Biersch. At Gordon yeah. Biersch. Like, hey, do you want to like do a podcast with me? I was like, can, can we, we drink, drink beer? beer? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, oh, wait, what? So, uh, it, it, you know, perfectly fitting, this podcast started out as a couple guys who love these movies, drink beer, talking about them, drinking them in bars. So, uh, Gordon Biersch was where it started. The old brewmaster from Gordon Biersch is a guy named Dave Collins, super nice guy. He was the brewmaster for the Syracuse Gordon Biersch, worked there for a number of years, went to Buffalo, became the brewmaster for Resurgence Brewing, which makes some great beers. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Right? And yep. now uh, is the owner and brewmaster for Bullfinch Brewing. Uh, all of his... Uh, so, Dave is a big geek like us, loves Dungeons & Dragons. We've... Uh, We've talked about doing some stuff there. Looking forward to what that might be. Um, so picked a beer that Branching Out was carrying that I'm pretty sure all of us have had. So, mm-hmm. spoiler, we know it's good. Okay, so you haven't had this one yet? Oh. No, I'm very excited. So, <laughs> uh, long-time classic uh, wizard spell in Dungeons & Dragons, Prismatic Spray. Prismatic Spray is Bullfinch Brewing's Rainbow Sherbet Sour. I'm this, sorry, it's your, it's their what? Rainbow Sherbet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, There's sure. no fucking R at the yeah. end. Uh, this is uh, Kevl soured with lactobacillus before fermentation to drop the pH. Their brewer adds lactose, sugar, vanilla, raspberry, lime, and orange purees after fermentation to make this beer actually taste like rainbow sherbet. Although there it is spelled go. with a second R. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Look at it, you ding dong. Uh, look on their website. It actually is on their website. So they well, need to decide. Well, their website is wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at the decide. fucking can. And the only reason we say sherbet is because of Herbert's Sherbet. Oh, okay. was the most popular sherbet uh, manufacturer in the United States. And everyone just started saying Herbert's Sherbet. It is Reese's Pieces for <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they, are, they are now canning. You've been able to get... Um, growlers there for a while. They're canning. That's fantastic. Branching out his carrying so you can get their beards in other places. And the artwork on the can. Like a, yeah, I'm sorry. Delightful. They're only like a year old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're already canning beers. And Who every they're, they're just yeah. great beers, yeah. too. Pretty and wild. it's with fun names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, literally, we could have picked any beer from there. This was the beer that Branching Out had, uh, but all of their beers we've had. Yeah. All of them, I think, between the four of us. They're delicious. Yeah. So, with that, Talon, it is now time to open the beers Whoops. and pour them. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Oopsie doopsie. Pretend, just, uh, Talon, can you do your best Foley work right now? Shoot. I didn't just spill it on my laptop. It's fine. Ooh, nice. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's all good. I mean, the color looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. I love oh. rainbow sherbet. It is my favorite. So I am very excited to drink this beer. For me, that is elementary school. You've got um, strep throat, and you can you can you can have mm-hmm. rainbow sherbet. Oh wait, hang oh. on. Josh is born. Hold on. Oh, I was I was hoping the mic's gonna pick up. I'm letting the fizz uh, the fizz yep. happen on the mic. All right. So, no, no Talon, this is, is this is a very old Syracuse staged uh, <laughs> glass. Oh. <laughs> 
That's the one that I would say. I'm actually using um, my. Uh, was the that? Empire Strikes Back. My nice. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yes. From you lucky sweet. bastard. Mine, all the uh, stuff wore off of it. It's still holding hand, up. So. You had a hand wash only. Your glassware. No, I did. Well, I know that. Oh. Someone in this house doesn't. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, uh, I still got mine. Uh, hey, guys. Congratulations on your podcast. Thank you so much Thanks for having for joining us. us. Yeah. Right, cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. That's so good. Well, I love God the. I love the. I always get a little bit the vanilla. Um, it's yeah. so oh my cool. God. It's the same vanilla flavor um, you get in the uh, Heroes Feast, which is their lemon meringue pie sour. <gasps> yes. Huh? Wait, yes. Hang on. Say more. Oh, it's it's a lemon meringue. <laughs> say more. That sounds delicious. a lemon meringue pie <laughs> sour with vanilla and lemon. And it is the most mouth, oh, the fuck, most mouth puckering really lemon yeah. meringue pie beer you oh. ever had. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. oh yeah! I love the mind flare. Yeah, my <laughs> mind flares. So mind flare and, and cantrip are my two. Mind flare is dangerous. Did, yes, it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. you're like boop, 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 yes. boop. I'm just oh, I'm drunk. <laughs> so four guys who like beers uh, yeah. love this beer. We love Bullfinch Brewing. Head over to Destiny USA. Head over to Branching Out. Find their beers. Uh, if you go in there, tell Dave we said hi. Holy cow, what a great beer. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Bullfinch. Mm-hmm. God, this is a good beer. This is a good beer. All it right, is. so uh, we don't have any reshoots because, again, we are stockpiling episodes. That's right. We're just rolling uh, it's through. It's November 3rd. This, uh, the happy <laughs> December, everybody. This won't come out until, this, I think, December. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I lost track of when episodes are coming out. So typically we'll talk a little bit about production. So um, obviously this is Conan the Barbarian, a character created by Robert E. Howard. Not going into that. Um, But specific (laughs) to the movie, um, two gentlemen get story credits. So um, the first is Roy Thomas. He's written a lot of TV stuff, a lot of animated stuff. Pretty much all of the animated superhero shows, um... Uh, but more recently, wrote on WandaVision, wrote on all of the Met- Netflix Marvel shows, wrote oh. Werewolf by Night for Disney+. Excellent. So good. Um, the second writer is Jerry Conway, who's a longtime comic book writer. Yeah, also I thought I has, saw that. Yeah, also has a lot of uh, animated TV credits, wrote on Batman the Animated Series, a lot of those animated cartoons, going all the way back to G.I. Joe and Transformers. So um, that's where we're coming from. Directed by Richard Fleischer. So John Milius directs the first movie. Is not available for this one. Um, and they get Richard Fleischer. So I uh, should also point out, this is produced by uh, uh, Raffaella de Laurentiis. And I'm sure I'm mm-hmm. missing up that name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it must be, I'm guessing her, f- I'm guessing that must be her father, right? Or is it her husband? Is she, uh, okay, she's I was going to say, she's Dino's Dino daughter. Dino, Dino, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So keep it in the family. But Milius isn't available, so they reach out to... Wait, hang on. <laughs> what? <laughs> keep it in the family? Yeah. Both, both Tal and I had the same reaction, which was, uh, what? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so they get Richard Fleischer, who is an incredibly prolific director. If his name is not familiar to you, his work absolutely is. He directed 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, The Vikings mm-hmm. with Kurt Russell, Dr. Doolittle, not Eddie Murphy, um, Tora, 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 The Jazz Ooh. Singer. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, one of the, th- the uh, 
Three out of four ain't bad. I, I mean, Tora, Tora, Tora is not great. Well, uh, listen, he, I mean, his work stretches. I think his first directing credit was uh, 1946. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Soylent Green, um, uh, The Boston Strangler. Uh, what else? Mandingo, The Incredible Sarah, uh, Amityville <laughs> 3D. He'll also direct Red Sonia after this. I mean, um, he was an, oh. I- an iconic director. Um, this movie comes out in 1984. Uh, it has a budget of $18 million. And it does $31 million at the box office. This is just two years after the first Conan the Barbarian uh, from 82. Arnold's, you know, kind of huge role the conversion factor for the money uh 1984 dollars to today is 2.86 so that 18 million dollar budget becomes a 51 million dollar budget the 31 at the box office becomes 89 million at the box office it's a uh it's a commercial success but it gets mixed critical reviews yeah it's very strange it jumps uh conan the barbarian is an r and this is a pg but still in that age where there was no PG thirteen, so it was. Yeah, yeah. it was an PG. edgy PG, right? Like, oh boy! It, but yeah. they were very deliberately going for a less violent movie, so mm-hmm. you know, which Arnold fought hard against. Oh yeah, having oh really? Happen. Oh, I didn't oh know yeah, that. he was. Oh yeah, very vocal about it, not wanting this. According to, go to this the way. Um, IMDb trivia on the movie, so was the director, but he kowtowed to the to the studio, right? The studio. Yeah, and it is also why uh, the end of the movie uh, goes nowhere because pretty much after this movie, oh, Arnold's it goes like, somewhere. Eh, I don't want to do this. It goes somewhere really terrible. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Red <laughs> yes. Sonia, but we don't no. get Conan the Conqueror. You know what you get? <laughs> well, call the Conqueror eventually. Call the Conqueror, which is what we did. <laughs> call the Conqueror. Oh, that yes. was a prequel. Technically. Well, I mean, technically, if you're like trying to dig into the Hyperborean so, history or whatever, um, but the film called yeah, The Conqueror mm-hmm. was supposed to be Conan the Conqueror, and both Arnold and um, and John Milanis and everyone had washed their hands of it at that point because of the disappointment of this, and yeah. so we ended up with you know, okay. Well, if you want to hear your oh yeah all your thoughts on that, you can head over to Night Shift Radio oh, yeah. or to uh, Never Heard of It because that's, that's correct. Where you, what you did with them, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Cole is to Conan what the Amazon's Rings of Power is to Fellowship the Ring. Right. It's a whole age before, right? It's right. the same yep. world, but, you know, thousand years before. Is he the, is he the, is Conan uh, the descendant of Theoretically, Cole? yes. I don't know. Yeah, theoretically. Was he originally, one or of those, was that like one of those like? I feel like yeah, it's a questionable lineage thing. at best. Because if you think about it, Robert E. Howard wrote less well. Conan than everybody else did. Um, so he, you yeah. know, he he laid the groundwork and wrote a bunch, and then you know, tragically died before uh, he could continue it. So it was filled in by a lot of uh, of his fellows and friends who continued writing very much in the same vein as H.P. Lovecraft, whose friends also added to his uh, milieu of fiction. So, uh, And both uh, authors yes, incredibly yes. racist, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Wrote great stuff yeah, and kind it of is, horrible people. It is a, yeah, definitely yeah. a... 
We got a couple <sighs> fantasy writers that are that way, and not even uh, just yeah, like gonna, like you know, think about, talk about H.P. Lovecraft. It's not like oh, racist for the time, which is in, in of itself a shitty argument. It's people at the time going, "Whoa, dude, maybe that's yeah. a bit much." <laughs> so. If you live in a rather racist time, right. people are like, hey, that's racist. Exactly. You got a problem going on. Yeah, when you have to talk to H.P. Lovecraft and remind him that his wife is Jewish. Because <laughs> she yeah. was. You know, so not oh, just racist, yes. but anti-Semitic. Yes. Oh, awesome. sure. Of course. Yeah. He, he, would, do he would be too afraid Twitter of Twitter. Right the man do. was possessed of so much xenophobia and fear, I don't think he would ever be able to function in today's day and age. Because, yeah. Um, there was a there was a biopic starring um, Vincent yep. D'Onofrio with Robert I. E. Howard. I didn't see it. Did any of you guys watch? Yeah, Mm-mm. I didn't even know. So, no, I had forgotten about. You know, it. I, I wanted just to that. do make one quick note about. Yeah, I want to make yeah. one quick note about ratings. Do you guys know yeah. Jaws is PG? Yes. Yeah, but also yeah. his uh, pre PG thirteen era. Yeah. It Wasn't probably would have gotten a because PG-13. of like Goonies yeah, that we got PG thirteen. All right. Uh, no, Red it's Dawn. Gremlin, Grem, oh, Red Dawn was the first, first PG-13 movie. Right. Gremlins and okay. Temple of Doom gave us PG-13. Right. Because that was, both got R ratings originally, and both directors went and said, there's no nudity, there's no swearing, it's just violence. <laughs> Literally their arguments, and both times the MPAA at the time, now MPA, were like, oh, okay, you get a PG. And after those two movies, they're like, we can't do this anymore. We'll we show you guys. We'll make our own ratings a, with black. Now we need another voters. rating. We oh, need a we need a PG fifteen, which I'm, they have in Europe, correct? Yeah. I'm going to stand by that. To the they have fifteen, seventeen, and right. then it moves to eighteen plus. Right, like seventeen is its. What own. are Marvel movies in Europe? It's pretty crazy. Not even Europe, Canada. Have okay. It depends. Like uh, Age of Ultron, which is rather violent, um, is, uh, I believe, a 15, but something like Ant-Man, right. I believe. And things like sexuality and nudity don't raise the rating in Europe as much as they do here. Yeah. Right. Right. Same in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, just, we're just fucking prudes. You can see, to, boob, yeah. I mean, boobs on TV, which I am all for. So, <laughs> you know, if only we could be more European in our uh, yeah. perspectives. <laughs> If you needed to pee, you should have done it before you started. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, okay. European? Uh, European. No. Okay. Casey, you got any, um, uh, well, no. anyone, any other, any production notes or anything about? No, that was the just the one thing that, you know, the the idea that this was, there was supposed to be a follow-up Conan film. It was set up at the end, literally set up at the literally end. Literally at the end of this And film. I'm still yep. waiting for Arnold to come back and do another Conan movie, but. Well, yeah, one last ride. <laughs> Hang on, I got oh, I yeah. got a pitch right, for that. Right. We'll talk about it at the end of the movie because yes, he yes. just what was that political thing he just did? He did some sort of he uh, wrote he filed an amicus brief uh, it, with the Supreme Court there uh, for the case where they're uh, it has to do with the independent state legislature doctrine that the crazy batshit far right is trying to push to say yeah they can create whatever kinds of racist gerrymandered uh, right uh, and he they want. he. In the video uh, going against it, he mm-hmm. held up the Conan sword. The Atlantean sword? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got it. Of course he does. Yeah, Though it was on loan to David Did they Harper loan that specific there. one, or were there multiple hero props? Arnold. I okay. doubt it. I, I'm sure it's just a replica. The Duffers didn't get it. I'm, right. I'm sure Arnold has the original, and he's like, there's no way you Not bunch of today. nerds are getting it to do. <laughs> Your dumb little D and D show. Yep. <laughs> How many Arnold? It, it, I would are we be disappointed if it was too few. That's the real question. 
at least as many Harvey Firesteins as we had yesterday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is. Harvey Firestein oh, is called the Cobra. He is. Yeah. What? Sold Go, in baby. the room. Oh, anyway. I ain't oh. gonna watch this movie. Oh. It's got Skip. Kevin. It's got Kevin Sorbo in it. Oh. Oh no! Wait. Wait, but He's it's the cold, story right? of how Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I can use it now. <laughs> Cole the Conqueror or Kevin Sorbo learns about consent because <laughs> it, it's amazing. This list we we can't beleaguer Cole too much, but it's in it has so many lessons about consent that you don't see in movies. It will kind of blow your mind. Wow! All right, I'm gonna. Where can I watch this? Um, well, you can get it from Amazon Prime. At the moment, oh, you can rent it at all that. those voodoo and all of those things, um, but it, it'll come back around on Netflix at some point. So you're not getting money Sorbo. directly to Kevin yeah. Sorbo. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And there are other ways. So. Yeah, yeah, I, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try for me, motherfucker. Exactly, and borrow the DVD. Yeah, well, that's what I said yesterday. Yeah. I am certain that you could go to any thrift store around and find it for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, right I was going to say two. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I got it on laser. All the other okay. terrible ones from the nineties. Uh, so now the, find a laser disc player. Yeah. The only other thing we typically talk about every time is the IMDb score, right, Casey? No, let's roll the film. Todd, I believe you have a note before I even start speaking. I do. Well, listen. Go right ahead. So two things. Uh, first of all, I love the font. So I Google. Yeah. Is there a Conan the Barbarian font? There is one. The one that I saw that I think perfectly captured it is called Crush Your Enemies. Have you seen that one? Is it on it's, dafont.com? Right there. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Defont. Um, Defont. I think you should post your next sign at work should be in the Crush Your Enemies font. It's a nice counterbalance to Comic Sans. Well, I work with children, so no. Well, I won't be doing that. Well, They may need more Conan font than you realize. They, exactly. <laughs> I work with them, too. Uh, yeah. They would respond to Conan bear, uh, parenting, yeah. Sure. Uh, but what I love about this, so the actor Mako returns. He's one of only two, well, that's not true. He's one of two characters who return. Obviously, Conan returns. One of yeah. three actors who returns. Right. But this isn't the same character he played in Conan it, the Barbarian. It, it is. It, it is. is. Oh. He has a name in this movie. In the first movie, he is the Wizard of the Mound. Wizard of the Mound, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In this one, he's given a name, Akiro. Fine, sure. And Mako will show up again on this podcast. Uh, another Turtles movie? It's gotta be Turtles. Yeah, he's Splinter in the TMNT. Oh. oh his okay. last... The animated one? Yeah, his last... Oh. His second to last thing. We're oh, not no kidding. His last thing. Some yeah. directed video Lucy Liu bullshit. I love Mako. He's awesome. But yeah, yeah, he's great. He's Uncle he's Iroh. Gr- oh, right. He is. He's on Avatar. Yeah. Uh, so, Casey, are you gonna drop this? So, it's an opening voiceover. I, I transcribed it, but if you're gonna drop it in, that's great. But either way, it's, it's an epic... Opening. Between the years when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of, when shining kingdoms lay spread across the world. Hither came Conan, the Cimmerian, sword in hand. It is I, his chronicler, who knows well his saga. Now let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Even if you didn't see the first movie, doesn't really matter. It like it kind of well gets everything going. My first note 
because I didn't realize it was Mako, is thank you, New York City theater actor, for your voiceover. (laughs) (laughs) Had very X-Men 94 vibes to it. It's like, I am reading dialogue off a page I just was handed. Okay, I don't (laughs) want to beleaguer going back to Cole. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) However... Is it bad as... Did you say it in that, too? Yes. Kevin Sorbo does the opening. Oh. And of the two, what do you prefer? Anything else but Kevin Sorbo's? Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Want, I, I want Rickman Rickmanson reading <gasps> the opening to Cole. It would be far mm. superior. Anyway. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, so that amazing epic voiceover that you just heard is followed by the swell of the iconic... Uh, Conan music. Now, the composer is Basil Polidorus. He composed the music for the first movie. He composed music for a shit ton of movies. He has 95 composer credits going back to 1978. He composed the music for Red Dawn, Iron Eagle, Hunt for Red October. He's awesome. The first movie's soundtrack is so amazing. I had to go to, I think, a foreign online CD store, and I bought it for like 20 bucks to have it to play Dungeons and Dragons with because it, you know... You fucking t- nerd. Fucking yeah. t- uh, stake in the ground. It is the best D&D theme music when you're playing. Fight it's fantastic. I, I want it on vinyl. Yeah, it'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And they recycle yeah, a lot I'm of it. I'm getting talent for Christmas. <laughs> and, and they recycle a lot of it in this movie, right? I mean... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's I mean, definitely a, a Conan theme. It was the 80s, man. They just yeah. made, like, one theme and, like, use it the whole movie. Because they drastically misuse the orgy music in this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait. Because it was when they just go to the regular kingdom, remember? They're just walking around the court. Yeah, playing the orgy music from the previous movie. Yeah, that's that is a f- fucking oh. yikes. Much yeah. of my disappointment. No, no. <laughs> the, no, the cannibal orgy. That, that was, was a really good one. spot when you noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Well, it's because it was the cannibal orgy. It was. Mm-hmm. I remember the weird juxtaposition as a young yeah. man. Like, sure. <laughs> when he ends up tipping the the yep. vat and the head come the milky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See this. I I, yeah. I knew this was, and I'm trying to avoid happening. I knew we would reference back to the better Conan movie. Yeah. Too often. Yeah. We should say we're doing this movie because this movie is actually a great Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's definitely true. It, it, it contains all of the elements of a of a D and D self contained adventure. Yeah. It yeah. even yeah. references so directly Dungeons and Dragons. Again, if the IMDb trivia is to be believed. So I um fully admit I've never seen this movie before watching it for this podcast. Yet there's Todd. And I've maybe seen Conan the Barbarian twice. Oh my god. I've seen oh, those both go. of those movies more times than I can count. Like, oh my god. Countless. Oh. They were Which is better, Todd. This or Beastmaster? This yeah. is a better movie than Beastmaster. Beastmaster played more. So yeah. I you know, you saw Beastmaster more, but this is a better movie. Why did Beastmaster play more? Could it be Boobies? Boobies! Say boobies! Not a big deal, okay? I like boobies. You like boobies. Vicky likes boobies. Definitely. It's boobies. Because it was TBS, it's the Beastmaster station. They had they're contractually that's, obligated that's to totally play it true. twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. All right. Are we ready to talk yes, about the plot of this talk show? Okay. Right. Of this movie. <clears throat> it has a plot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it has some scenes that are strung together to be released in theaters. This How is a that? railroad adventure. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's not a whole lot of... Very uh, much. The DM in this game, sitting in the sky, Crom, is, <laughs> is really... I understood that reference. He's not giving them an opportunity to do anything different. When I started playing this game in, like, fifth grade, these were the adventures I wrote, because I didn't know how to write something that had choices and options. It was a railroad. It was linear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, that's exactly. how you start out. My first short fiction that I wrote as a middle schooler was straight up Conan the Barbarian ripoff fiction. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What so. was the antagonist? Or what was the protagonist's name? I, who knows? I just remember like <laughs> creating a barbarian in a loincloth and having him like yeah. be noble, and it was horrid. I remember writing it on the DOS computer, and then of course my long-suffering parents, who my favorite game to play outside was, I would wear my cut-off jean shorts, and I had I had the leg that I'd cut off to make them into shorts which I then put in a piece of stockade fence that I had forged in the burning barrel, which was my chore as a little kid. I got to play with fire. And I made my Conan sword, and I kept it in my sheath on my bag, and little skinny twiggy talon running around in his loincloth cut-off jean shorts playing Conan the Barbarian in the backyard for more hours than you could ever know. I'm so happy right Does now. Does Jody know what a lucky woman she is? That's I know, my right? Question. I'm a catch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I wore a blanket on the back of... I'm, no wait. I wore a blanket as a cape and ran around pretending I was Batman in my. Was it on the back of your back, Casey? It was on the back of my back. Oh, Talon, it's adorable. You think I'm going to keep that fuck up in the? In the oh, actual... nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the part that he edits. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but the jean short story will stay in. Oh, 100%. Well, I will will leave in the part where I run around with a cape on my back made out of a blanket (laughs) pretending I'm Batman. Oh, of course. Yeah. I have no shame. I tell everyone that story. Mom, Dad, could you guys die so I could be Batman? (gasps) (gasps) Oh. You thought it. You thought it. I never thought it until recently. (laughs) (laughs) But could you go on a really long vacation? Yeah, that's right. And could you be a billionaire? That'd be nice. Well, that's that's the better part. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the more important component, honestly. Okay. So Conan and his companion, uh, the thief Malik, are confronted by Queen Tamaris. That's the beginning of this. I'm reading this cold, and I'm like, that's where we're starting? Yep. Yep. That's went right to it. A whole bunch of shit happens before that, but okay. Uh, Did everyone recognize Queen Tamaris? Yes. Taramis, but yes. Taramis, whatever. Yeah. It's not said as many times as Bambata, so Bambata. I know that one. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia Dalbo, saying it a bajillion times in this movie. Bambata. Bambata. <laughs> Bambata. Bambata. It's the Jack Rose of Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yes, it is the wonderful... What is her name? Uh, I just know her as Ursa, Ursa from... Uh, yeah. No, Ursa, not Ursa. Ursula. Sorry, uh, that's the sea witch. Uh, Sarah Douglas is her name. Sarah Douglas. How could I forget such a unique name as Sarah Douglas? And, you know, the worst part is, like, if, if you go to her Wikipedia page, there's a picture of her. So she is still alive. She was born in 52. Mm-hmm. She, um, she's 69. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, goo. Her picture, she has a smile. She's a pleasant-looking woman. But they, like, she show. I, I love that the plot, we're going to hear in a second, she's bad, right? Mm-hmm. I love that that's immediately introduced. There is no attempt to present her as a kind and benevolent ruler because they put her in, <laughs> in the the headpiece, the makeup, yeah. the, the She's costume. She's in standard and, bad guy uniform. Yes, right. 100%. Yeah. She, like the guy who was in the other castle, both shop at the um, Ming the Merciless uh, discount store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the one over on 5th? Yeah. 
Yeah, got it. Okay. You get better selection at the one over on Fifth, right? Yeah. But Riverside has the cheaper prices, so it's yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, but up. the quality's just not as good. That's true. That's true. Oh boy, I got a fun word that I got to say now. So Queen Tamaris of Shadazar, I tried, Yay. Uh, who one. tested their combat abilities with several of her guards. Which, if we take the time to think about it, is a terrible way of recruiting. Yeah. How how yeah. on earth are you gathering people that actually wanna wanna fight for you? Meanwhile, go die so I can see if this is the guy, the barbarian that I'm looking for. And by the way, just sorry, just to bring it back to D and D really quick, Conan yeah. is not a barbarian in, oh, yeah. in Dungeons and Dragons terms. That's fair. He never yeah, rages. That's true. That's he, true. he does not rage. No. He is a fighter rogue multiclass. Yep. I, I'm good with that. He's referred to as a thief more often than anything else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. just uh, on top of that, like, so she, it'll say in a second all about this, but her plan is to have him go steal this. And in return, she's going to resurrect his lost love, Valera, Valeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Conan's just like, yeah, sure. I'm like, didn't she just try and kill you, Conan? Don't. <laughs> trust this motherfucker like everyone is super trusting of each other in this movie to a point where i'm like is this an episode of star trek even (laughs) even like her like her forces their uniforms right their armor and everything nothing there screams trust us (laughs) right yeah they're they're D &D, uh, stormtroopers Mm -hmm. yeah she makes i don't mean the star wars version i mean nazis yeah Yeah. Yeah. she makes a vague she makes a bot i would love to know if it's actually the actress who played valeria uh playing the body on the flamey Pyre. I, I look, it looks like it, but she is not credited. Um, or if it's just some yeah, poor blonde extra that they just said, just yeah. hold real still. And we don't, well, you don't she see her. of age. That's all I want to know. <laughs> you don't see her face. She is only, you only see the profile. So that was Sandal Bergman who played Valeria in the first movie. She's not credited in this one. And I would suggest that it's probably a generic blonde. No mm-hmm, lines. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. Awkward. Yeah. Yep. But I do think they do okay. establish, you know, like Conan, yeah, he immediately believes this, but also I mean, later in the movie, he's going to say like, whatever, I don't care. I'm going to get my Valeria back. So at least there's a little bit of like, he knows he's being stupid. I think a little bit, maybe we'll see. Well, the maybe he's Conan and he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Step yeah. to me. If you I'll had those, if you had those <laughs> lats, you wouldn't care either. Yeah. Jesus exactly. Christ. It is ridiculous. Like it's... every time he puts on his clothes, I'm like, but why? Look at him. <laughs> Just let him be in the loincloth the entire movie. Well, that's yeah. that's another one of those things about this movie is they wanted him they wanted him without clothes as much as possible. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as well they should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's ridiculous. And, and you know what's incredible? Humping Iron comes out in '77. Uh, you know, by that point, he has had multiple Mr. Olympia wins, right? Uh, at mm-hmm. least two, right? Because that's the Pumping Iron is his return, right? Or he's going to repeat. Right. Um, but he's retired from bodybuilding. Oh, yeah, it shows. He's in terrible shape in this movie. <laughs> no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, the first Conan movie's like five years after Pumping Iron, and he's still ginormous. This is two years later. He's still ginormous. You know, it's, you know, obviously, you know, he's what, 70? Uh, what is he? How old is he? He was born in 47, 74. Uh, I was just yeah. yeah. I was just looking um, at pictures of old Arnold just today. Oh, just to compare. So he, you know, he doesn't appear without his shirt anymore. You know, and, and I get it, right? Because it wouldn't be fair. But I feel like people that weren't alive in that era don't understand what 
a, a, a unique individual he was. But even when he's not shirtless, like if he's in just a t-shirt, you can still tell he's still in ridiculously good shape. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But, you know, if he appeared without his shirt off, it's going to be instantly like the side-by-side comparison. Look at him now. Yep. I, I don't well, want that. Uh, you know, the, and I'm sure the amount of steroids that he did during mm-hmm. his Miss Olympia, Mr. Olympia time and all that stuff mm-hmm. probably fucked up his muscles a bit. He's in better shape for his age comparatively to bodybuilders from a decade later. If you look at like the Jay Cutlers and oh, the Ronnie yeah. Coleman's. Oh, did you see that documentary on Netflix? I haven't seen it yet, but I, the fact that they can't even walk at times. You know, I would I would yeah, take Arnold's rough. physique in his seventies when I hit yep. my seventies like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I would take Arnold in his seventies for me in my fifties. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, deal done. Take my Move money. Move it along, guys. He is to escort the Queen's niece, Princess Jenna, a virgin who is also fourteen. Oh, is she a virgin? IRL. Is that mentioned? Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. She's a virgin? Not only is she a virgin, but she's a 14-year-old virgin, which, holy shit, first of all, virginity is just a construct that men came up with to, to power women, but still, uh, she's 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the character, I'm assuming, is, and so is the actor. And right. That, and the, yep. the same year this came out, she did Full Frontal in a movie. Yes, she did. I saw mm-hmm. the trivia, and I'm wait, like, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm never going to see that because that's it's right up there with Brooke Shields level. and Blue Lagoon oh, and and yeah. uh, oh. Olivia Hussey. She was 16, right? I, I, she was. She was not. She, she was, was not young. of age. Yeah, yeah she was. She young. was not of age. It's so disgusting. Like I'm not on the conspiracy theory that um, Hollywood is full of pedophiles, but stories like this make it real hard to push it away. Yeah. So she's born in '69. So figure if this comes out in 84, figure films in 83, so 14, yeah. Holy cow. That's disgusting. Arnold was 37 when he made this movie. Wait, what? Just pointing that out, Mm -hmm. that Arnold was 37 when he made this film. You know, again, Kit, you know. Save that one for later. We're all men. (laughs) Save that for the very end of this podcast to go, good Lord. We're all men of a certain age. uh, And I will say, for me, uh, growing up, Born in 71, growing up in the 70s and in the 80s, you know, the whole who is the action star, there has only ever been one for me, and it is... Sylvester Stallone. Mm, you're wrong. Yep, it's... Uh, you're wrong. Yeah. It's, it will always be Arnold. It is no, Arnold. Of course yes. it's Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. King of them. Yep. Princess Jenna is destined to restore the bejeweled horn of the dreaming god Dagoth. Uh, magic gem, heart of Amara... Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Araman? Sure. Man, yeah. yeah. Aragorn. Yeah. Which is a which is a you know in Zoroastrian belief, uh, that is basically the devil. It's the antagonist to Ahura Mazda. So you know, I think mm-hmm. you know, Howard like sure. other Yes. We all clearly <laughs> knew that fact. Uh, no, the you know what like the fuck just happened. Todd just said a lot of words that I didn't understand. Now which okay, so- which one is it? Is it the Araman, Todd? Araman, yes. Okay, because Dagoth, yeah. I just assumed, was a bastardization of Dagon from H.P. Lovecraft, considering that Robert E. Howard and he were friends. We're friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he becomes corporeal at the end of this movie, I'm like, oh, that's an H.P. Lovecraft monster. It's a very eldritch horror, like, mm-hmm. yep. even mm-hmm. looking on its form will drive you insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of eldritch H.P. Lovecraft horror in the Conan stories. 100%. Yeah, there was purposeful crisscross, right? That was Pulled a lot of crisscross. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no good magic in Conan, right? Like, it's all dark. It all leads to uh-huh. horrible places that mankind should not go, right? And, you know, this is a perfect... I guess uh, Akiro is a white wizard, right? That maybe he's an exception. Well, he didn't trust him in the original one. Oh, that's true. If I remember. All he needs is good steel at his side. Really was hesitant to deal with that's him. true. Riddle of steel. Yeah, yeah. The riddle of steel. Okay. You have to see Conan again. Uh, yeah. it's, it's important. <laughs> uh, I guess I do. We'll um, watch that right after Ro- <laughs> <laughs> Conan and Malik are joined by Bambata, the captain of Tamaris Guard. I thought uh, Bambata was the center. <laughs> the sports ball reference. I got it. You, That's my one and You only. really did it, man. You really did it. <laughs> Bamata has secret orders to kill Conan once the gem is obtained. So here's my question. Okay. If Bombata Bombata if Bombata Bombata if he can kill Conan, why send Conan? Why not just send Bombata? She doesn't need a warrior, she needs a thief. Oh, that's yeah, right. Send a little uh, double stabby guy. Uh, yeah, Malik, Malik uh, who Malik. brings so Malik's, much to the Malik's table. Malik's one move is just stabbing people in the side with both his little daggers. He's got one job. Okay, <laughs> look, I got one move yeah. and it works. Listen, I'm gonna kill people like this. But he is Jack Nicholson's number one. Yeah, guy. Wait a minute. You didn't know? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my Bob. number one. That's Bob. That's A Bob. Oh. That's Bob. Yep. So Tracy Walter is his name. First of all, he looks like um oh God. He kind of looks a little bit like some pictures he's got. Bob the Goon? Well, no, he looks a little bit like um <laughs> uh what's his name? Uh uh Dark Knight Returns. Uh, Zoastra? No. Is that the name you're looking for? <laughs> no, the writer. Uh, di- the, Frank the Miller? Frank Miller. He looks a little bit like Frank you Miller. You know, have you seen a picture <laughs> oh, of Frank wow. Miller? No, he doesn't. Maybe I'm looking at the fedora. But Tracy no. <laughs> Tracy Walter uh, is, is 100% a that guy actor. His first film credit is 73. He's in Serpico, Annie Hall, um, the Octagon, which was a, uh, was I think that was a Chuck Norris movie. No, that's Paul Rudd's penis. It's called The Octagon, but I also nicknamed my testes. My left one is James Westfall, and my right one is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. You ladies play your cards right, you just might get to meet the whole gang. And again, I think depending on how old you are, uh, that'll set where he where he is. So he is Bob the Goon in the 89 Batman, but for me, he will always be... Uh, Rocco Mason, the bad guy in The Hunter, which was the 1980 mm. movie starring Steve McQueen, which was mm-hmm. Steve McQueen's last... Wait, have you never seen The Hunter? Oh, God. Talon, welcome to my it's world. It's about... So, oh, it's a wonderful... I've never so seen a, a Steve McQueen film. You've never seen The Great Escape? You've nope. never seen The Great yeah, Escape? Yeah, you haven't watched wow. The Great Escape? Nope. Talon, that's one you should oh. definitely check off your bucket yeah, list. That's, that's a, a great good movie. movie. When I think about the movies I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen Godfather, Godfather Part Two. What? You're, I, not, what? you're not missing Wait. much there. No, uh, that's factually incorrect. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, so, but do you know how many times I've seen the Ten Commandments? How many? <laughs> Ten. Ten? <laughs> Probably somewhere upwards around fifteen. Uh, yeah, I've seen it many times. My my mother and I used to watch it. Every mm-hmm. Easter, Easter from beginning to end. That wasn't, well, you know, what was our house, Talon? Hmm. Take a while, oh, I guess. It was Superstar. Yeah, it was. Yeah, of <laughs> course <laughs> it was. Of course it was. Been listening to that Brown album, watching that movie since I was like six. <laughs> wow. Jeezy represent. Woo! Recovering Jeezy. 
<laughs> Later on, I find so disappointing is that if you've seen Conan, he should be Subodai. Yeah, which is yeah, his, yeah. and Subodai was awesome. So that so that Casey was you. his thief partner in the previous movie. Yep, who is like his definite bestie. Like they are. Yeah. Oh, so Malik's not a carryover character from. No, he's just not. assumed because no. he was there. I'm like, okay, so these guys have been together since last movie. Yeah. Well, you can see all these pieces that went towards, Hey, let's make this more family friendly, like ET yep. or whatever. You can see like, well, yeah. add a goofy sidekick who stabs people in the kidneys and, but then makes really weird comments every scene. And Wilt Chamberlain, let's every put scene. Wilt Chamberlain yep. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Wilt uh, Chamberlain who couldn't act his way out of a wet paper bag. God damn it. But it was mean, no one else. This is his. This is his only movie, I believe. Good. <laughs> his performance should be a war crime. Uh, that's, that's horrible. Uh, Jerry Lopez. Plays I can't help noticing you're not arguing with my statement. <laughs> I'm not. I'm it's not, not the greatest. You know, he's not the greatest. I mean, he's no um, Kareem in Airplane, right? So. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Wait, Town. Have you not seen? Airplane. Oh, I've seen Airplane. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just, yeah. That's going to be the rest of the podcast when someone brings up I a feel movie. Like there, I feel like there's a potential for an entire podcast. Have you seen? You haven't? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just throw Abdul-Jabbar Caleb in awesome. it because he hasn't seen anything. Yeah. He's a great what are you writer, talking about? Cream Job Jabbar is he, hilarious in he is a, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a great writer. Mm-hmm. He writes he Sherlock Holmes man. novels, right? Yeah. Yes. And things yeah. like that. Yeah. He's what? really great. Yeah. Does he really? He is a learned man. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. I got to do something after basketball. Well, that's yeah. true. We get Wilt Chamberlain in this. Oh, uh, fuck. Doesn't he say that he batted a thousand women or something like that, or is it ten thousand? Twenty thousand. Twenty. That was that <laughs> was. I was gonna make the joke, but then Olivia is underage, so I wasn't gonna say it. Like, but she's like, yeah, yeah. I need you to protect her. But like, honey, don't worry. Right. Literally anyone else. Literally, <laughs> I've literally had else. sex with twenty thousand. W- I just. That's a lot. I, just, makes, I just makes my I brain just hurt. Cognitively, don't believe it, but whatever. It seems numerically unlikely. Well, exactly. There's some, is there someone else who who says they betted tens of thousands of women? Some rock star? Oh, probably. He's probably dead sure. of a STI by now. Tom His penis Jones. fell off. Exactly. Ago. Yeah, it's just a prosthetic now. <laughs> okay. it's, it's mono and clap. Uh, uh, all right. So. The gem is secured in the fortress of a powerful wizard, so Conan seeks the help of his friend Akiro, the Wizard of the Mounds. Yeah, we have our. We start to get our D and D party together. We you know, <laughs> we all facing magic. We need magic to face it. And I love that he's just like, I need you. Me and Nakers is like, I'm yours. Okay. Well, it's that <laughs> or get eaten by cannibals because oh, well, there was that's that. right. He's with the cannibals. Yeah. Of course, the timing worked out just like that. Um, and they just and again, happened I'm, to be right there where they needed to pick him up. So and they just happened yeah. to have an extra horse. Look at that! Hey, mm-hmm. well, yeah, did. they did. I'm willing to say though, again, that might be a remnant from a better script from a better movie, <laughs> because <laughs> because at the end, because at the end of Conan, they were super. I mean, they were tight. Like they fought hell. Remember, mm-hmm. like they literally protected Valeria's from the body. spirits of the da- the damned. Yeah, yeah, like together, like they were tight at the end. That's why Subadai not being there is so disappointing. Yeah, you know, I think you almost have to accept that this is this is not a sequel, and I, you're probably better off just watching this movie clean because this movie is such a you know tonal shift from the first one. You're better off mm-hmm. thinking of them as two separate properties, right? Ooh, ooh, I can bring it back to superhero movies. So it's yes. like. You son of a bitch. (laughs) What was that? Because I I went, ooh, ooh. He called me Mr. Cotter, which is not the correct name. That's right. Uh, That was not. Yes, I'm sorry. Horseshack. Bobberino. Bobberino. There you go. Um, So this is uh, Batman Returns to Batman Forever. 
Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I brought it back to superhero movies, folks. Nice, nice dance. Golf clap. That's right. Again, emphasizing that they were trying to tone down the violence. The last enemy, the last cannibal that Conan defeats, he takes him down with a powerful strike that hits the guy square in the middle of his head and no blood or anything, just shatters his helmet and knocks the guy out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yep, it's not really a sword. It's a crowbar. Whack, <laughs> the adventurers encounter Zula, a powerful oh, bandit warrior, being tortured by venge- vengeful villagers. Freeing Zula at Jenna's request, Conan accepts the indebted warrior's offer to join their quest. And I think we're all going to comment. <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go in the order that they are. Talon, go ahead. Well, this was this was her first movie, right? This Ooh, was fucking shows. <laughs> Sy- Syracuse's I, own Grace yeah. Jones. Great. Right. I've okay. always, even as a kid, I was enamored with whatever they did to do the red. Mm-hmm. On her the the edge of her hair, yeah. I don't know. I was always struck with that, um, and I think my comment is probably along the lines of of everyone else's. Just like talking about, if nothing else, it's it's, it's pretty diverse. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, like which that is I like. The, one the, of the, best the whitest parts. guy is Bob the Goon. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the white men are actually outnumbered. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, strictly, which is yeah. pretty cool, refreshing. Um, but this was my own my only comment to throw in there was just you know again just to bring it back to D and D, like here now the party is yet again we've added more to the party. She's mm-hmm. more of a barbarian than Conan is. Sure, oh, sure, sure she's is. a bar- yeah. barbarian. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, what's not mentioned in here is before she joins, uh, Will Chamberlain and her get into a fight, and I'm just going to use the word fight because Grace Jones didn't know you were supposed to pretend and actually <laughs> bit Will Chamberlain's <gasps> ear. When it is bleeding at the end of that fight, that's Wilt's real blood just coming down. And they did not get along on on this movie. I don't know why. Well, between that and she would just blare her boombox in between takes, which that would just piss me off. Sure. 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 She also had a tendency of hitting people with her stick during the fight scenes because... She practiced really hard, but was not a... <laughs> Again, did was never told, it's all pretend. <laughs> yes. Right. So oh. Don't actually hit... Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's the same thing Viggo Mortensen's first day on uh, Lord of the Rings um, was Weathertop. Mm-hmm. And he was swinging full force at the Nazgul. And like the, the stunt coordinator would be like, hey, man, you're not actually trying to kill them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. You know, between picking up Akiro from the ga- cannibals... Rescuing Zula from the vengeful villagers. This is, you know, it's better than the. So you all meet in a tavern, right? I yep. mean, in terms of mm-hmm. putting the party together, I've heard worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Little minor quibble, and oh, it gets boy. fixed later in the movie. But at this point in the movie, she has a, a essentially a quarter staff. Mm-hmm. She should have a spear. Yep. And sure. later, she will sharpen one of the points of. A staff and make it into a spear, but that annoyed me. Uh, so I, I, I do love the fight with Bombada. Um, I yeah, will, except I will for the admit, fact that she's actually beating the shit out of him. Well, that's probably why it's one of the better fights. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, there is a moment, and I will confess to pausing. Uh-huh. One, I know which part you pause. To, you fucking pervert. Today to try to validate, but growing up, one hundred percent when I had it on VHS, this might have been my first <sighs> vagine. That I saw on screen, and I'm pretty sure we see it. 
I'm pretty I'm sure we see 99 percent sure we got a good look at Grace Jones' well, vagina. Her yeah. costume is basically three band aids, so yeah. it really is. It would yeah. not well surprise it me. Very little to the imagination. Like I'm it like, does. oh, I pretty much know what Grace Jones looks like nude. And when you combine By the way, that Grace with Jones a, is awesome up in the <laughs> <Yeah>. air, <laughs> she's a big old weirdo, but in the best oh, yeah. way yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Town and I watched this uh, with our wives. Bragging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we had a little watch party. So the the band aids thing was immediately pointed out. <laughs> She's got by one of you or by one of the wives. I think yeah. Oh, Town. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just because he was reading Jody's mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Just said it. Uh, fun fact: My English teacher at Fowler um, taught Grace Jones at the old uh, Central High School in Syracuse. Really oh, cool. Wow. Yep. My mother went to school with Rod Serling. Right. Damn. He's a Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, but Water man. is he Watertown? Ithaca. No, it was well no, he was at the time it was Binghamton. Binghamton. It, Binghamton. Was, out, it was Binghamton. So that's where she had gone to high school. The southern tier. Oh no, wait. The Ithaca. southern tier somewhere. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Ithaca is the southern tier. Never mind. I was gonna say the southern tier is Ithaca, Binghamton. Yeah. <laughs> uh before we go on, yeah. can I just point out that all eighties castles look the same? This castle looks like the Dark Crystal Castle. Looks like <laughs> oh, be, the wizard. Yes, all of them yep. look the fucking same. It looks like the Neverending sure Story, Eternia. Well, they're they're probably Eternia. reusing you know properties at some point. You know, Jesus Christ, because it had to have been a model, or it was probably like a miniature with mm-hmm. matte painting right. because yeah. of the way that it collapses. As well, do you do you know the movie that they shared a lot of the sets with filming this movie? Yeah, I mean, no, Dune. Yes. Yep. Literally Dude. would oh, be okay. filming like on opposite ends of a soundstage on different parts of a set at the same time. That is fucking wild. Yeah. No kidding. That is Fincher Dune. Wow. Oh, shit. So at some point, Patrick Stewart and Arnold Schwarzenegger may have hung out. Oh, God. I, God, I want to hear that conversation. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, almost a Star Trek villain in one of the movies. Really? I'll have to listen to my podcast to find out which one. It would be even funnier with Patrick Stewart now because now that he's a giant pothead. That <laughs> yeah, he does like the uh, jazz cat. Oh, he sure does. He? Well, it, it helps with his arthritis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the reason he does that's it. That's the reason. So the adventurers travel to the castle of Thothamon. Now, yes. love this character. This is really Thothamon is long running because he appears in the very first Conan story, The Phoenix on the Sword. He appears in a, a second Robert E. Howard Conan oh. story <laughs> that Talon happens to have. Um, and will get used as a long running antagonist in those follow on authors. So Sprague de Camp, Robert Jordan, Lynn Carter. Lynn Carter, right? They'll use him. Um, and he kind of becomes this kind of overarching nemesis, even though I think they don't ever meet in the stories, if I remember I don't correct. recall off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, again, there was, like, so many writers who ended up adding to that mythology and expanding it. But Yeah. Um, and in the first movie, of course, we've got the amazing James Earl Jones as Thulsa Doom. And in that movie, the the, the common thought was, well, that's clearly supposed to be Tothamon, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's who it should be. Um, in this movie, he is played by the incomparable Pat Roach, who you may or may not recognize that name, but if you've seen a Spielberg movie, okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know the is Nazi? He the, is he the, the propeller guy? Yeah, with the propeller. He's yes. the in Temple of Doom. Is he he's, both, or is he just the monster? Is he is he the wizard and the monster? He's both. 
Oh, wow. I didn't recognize yeah, him as the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's As the wizard? He's the wizard and the monster, yeah. Yeah, he's also, uh, uh, unfortunately, in Brownface in uh, Temple of Doom. He is. That's well, right. As the, the, the guy whose turban gets caught in the rock yep. crusher. He's, the, he's oh. the one that fights Indy on the rock cr- crushing thing. No. He gets yeah, unfortunate Jesus. head deaths in every uh, Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And uh, even more unfortunate, he's in Brownface. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Temple of Doom. Oof. Oh, yeah. So that's the uh, the amazing Pat Roach. Yep. Yeah. 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 And in yeah. the Conan the Adventurer cartoon, it was the oh. evil wizard Rathamon, which really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I remember when that came out. I don't think I ever saw. Oh, it. I watched that a lot. I'm sure you did. Was it good? Oh no, of course not. <laughs> no, it's not good. Todd, by chance, wasn't there um, wasn't there a classic Conan villain that fought the X Men when they had the rights in the 70s? Oh. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. No, I don't know. Actually, Tothamon does a, a lot of his lore, expanded lore. Actually comes from Marvel Comics. He that, mm-hmm. so that's probably who you're thinking of. Um, yeah, it might be because well, isn't his the Beast form? Isn't that another um, Conan villain? Thok the gorilla. I saw some pictures. Isn't that what it is? Hold on, I, I don't recall the name. I've got the story right here though. Because um, that's why he wears the red cape. It's literally right. yeah. Because so, I yeah, had to look it up. I'm like, why is this gorilla thing wearing a fucking red cape? It's a visual allusion to the story uh, Rogues in the House from 1934. Um, and, and the iconic pictures, and I get them mixed up. Is that Boris Vallejo or it's the other one? That it, it is. It's either Boris Vallejo or Frank Frazetta. Frank Frazetta, I'm pretty yeah. sure this one is... Hmm, give me a second here. Cut this out later. Um, nope, leave it all in. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, oh, come on, son of a bitch. <gasps> Language. <laughs> Honestly, watch your fucking people. mouth. <laughs> homeless people don't hold back at all. Frank Frazetta. <laughs> so, this Frank is Frank Frazetta art. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, Death Dealer and all those, yeah. Wait, but did we find out what the what the monkey's name is? No, it's not a monkey. He, sa- he says right in there, I have slain a man tonight, not a beast. Well, it's Beppo. Um, <laughs> I just back. didn't know if it. Thack. Thack. I'm so close. No, wait. No. Yeah, no, yeah. Thack. 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 Um, Fuck. Yeah. Thack it. <laughs> Josh, did you figure out who... Uh... No, I'm going to find it, and you guys can put it in the notes, because I know they fought... Oh, we got, our, we got our first reshoot of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happening live. Happening live. I know that they fought somebody that came from... It would have been during the burn run. I swear to God. Oh, oh, that will. So I'm talking about that is Todd's favorite run of X Men. It is. I think he doesn't. He come after Gene. I swear there's one. Uh I should have looked this up in advance. But well, are you thinking of Sauron, the uh, the pterodactyl man? No, no, no. It's a wizard. Is I'll find it. I'm gonna find it. You guys keep talking. I'm listening. Okay. So they they go to the castle of Tothamon, uh, where the gem is located, because we have to get our first fetch quest before the second fetch quest. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> yep. As they Which sleep, was not explained. No. No. I thought she was just going. I thought they were just sending the virgin after the horn. Right. No, yeah. No, first she needs the gem. First the virgin needs the gem, and then the virgin <laughs> yeah. can get the horn, and then the virgin must be sacrificed. Yeah, exactly. But when they got the gem, I'm like, wow, there's like an hour left in this movie. What the fuck else has to happen? Then they end up <laughs> yeah. in the second castle. I'm like, what is happening? We're sorry, the princess is in another <laughs> castle. 
Yeah, Sorry, the, the horn yeah. is in another castle. Well, and, and as they sleep by the lake surrounding the castle, the wizard mm. takes the form of a giant bird. Or top-notch visual effects. Is it Puff the Magic Dragon? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looked like. It's it giant is, it's puff of smoke that looks like a dragon. They call it a bird in the movie. It's a bird here. I'm like, that is. I don't know if you know what birds look like, but that's not what a bird looks like. It had a tail. It had it had serpentine wings. It was a fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a dragon. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I was surprised reading this too when it said bird. Yeah, I'm like, puff, maybe I don't it's remember. It's definitely dragon. definitely a dragon, and it kidnaps Jenna. Well, so yeah, the in the morn, the virgin Jenna, Jehanna, Jehanna, because it's fantasy, so we have to throw in extra letters to the names. That's right. um, yes. In the morning, Akiro divines this, and also, he divines it by seeing that she's not there. I'm just going to point out. He divines this and also divines a hidden entrance to the castle through a water gate. I'm going to take Casey's job as being the pedantic one for a second. The shot when they get inside and they're climbing stairs around the exterior of this massive column, Mm -hmm. the stairs are going the wrong way. They should be going clockwise as they ascend instead of counterclockwise because Uh-oh. that if you're going clockwise while you ascend most swordsmen are right-handed and to try and wield your sword in your right hand you're hitting the central column or the you know the wall essentially mm-hmm. whereas if you're coming down defending you have the whole arc to use so right i was like ah oh, they got it backwards sorry so, now was boy, that this wizard really blew his that, magic castle? Was that poor set design, or was it bad editing and mirrored shots? Uh, probably, probably bad mirrored second, shots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that yep. shot of them on the boat going away from their refuge on the lake. I'm like, seriously, you guys were filming at the lake. You couldn't put this fucking thing on the lake. You had to blue screen this. <laughs> In the worst comp we've seen on this podcast. But I feel like that's more complicated than we're giving him credit. Like putting a cast in a boat on water, controlling it. Like I, I'm a, I'll I'll allow him that one. I'll allow him that one. I'm I'm not going to. Okay. Some shitty effects. <laughs> okay. All right. That's par for our podcast. As they search for Jenna. While they're searching for Jenna, did you notice that they all had smoke coming out of their mouth to simulate that they had cold we- breath? Yeah. We looked that up. Oh, yeah, did we you all look that up? And oh, yeah. like, yes. not since the Wizard of Oz have I been like, holy shit, that's wholly unsafe. Do you all know <laughs> what the snow in the Wizard of Oz is? Asbestos. Uh, it's asbestos. It is asbestos. Yeah. In this, Perfect. to make the cold, it is dry ice in a mesh net <gasps> being held in their mouth. Oh, my yeah. God. Fuck that yeah. so much. <laughs> what? They're the like, here, fuck? can you put this in your mouth? Fuck, no, I won't. No, no, no I won't. I yeah, I'm going to need like at least another $25,000 for this yeah. movie. And it also leads to the, all of them walking around like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, the, yeah. No one the can worst see what is, I'm just uh, doing. Bob the Goon. He, yeah. he very clearly <laughs> looks like he has something in his mouth going. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so Conan is separated from the group and the others are forced to watch him battle a fierce man beast in a hall of mirrors. And all I was going to say was that that, that was a visual allusion to the story rogues in the house, which is Thack, which is the man beast in the red robe. Um, that's about all it shares in relationship to that story is that visual reference, but it was also a famous piece of Frank Frazetta art. And Mm -hmm. so why not? I also felt like they skimped a little bit on the FX. Uh, makeup oh, because the, they? the it just stops here and stops at the at the wrists and what? yeah yeah why are his pecs like oddly not touched? human yeah like yeah. yes yeah. yes 
He just looks like he needed moisturizer. Uh, yeah, there's like a it was, eczema thing going on up top. He was made of mirror shards or something, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah, that was like well. This, this but, is the moment where I'm like, oh, it's it's one of those movies. Okay. There, <laughs> sometimes there are moments in fantasy movies where I see that, and it, you know, the younger me was like, I'm gonna totally make something around that. I yep. have I have 100 written a, a conflict around a mirrored battle Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. secret was to break the mirrors and they'll never think of that right in the first harry potter movie when they have the chessboard all right i can't tell you how many chessboard you know the uh the knights are mounted and the you know the bishop is a spellcaster and the knights are mounted yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. you know i chuckle at that all the gaming tropes that we see played out in this movie are just spot on, you know? Yeah. And they're tropes for a reason. They're fun. I will, yeah. you, yeah. Josh, you pointed out, at least he organically broke the first one to fix it. Yeah. It was a convincing right. little bit of like physical action. Yeah, exactly. He didn't suddenly become incredibly wise to the battling of half monkey men. He literally <laughs> just put his sword back to take a swing and smashed the thing. And he's like, Hey, Hey now, you know, I, I like that. It was very organic. I will say while we're talking about his sword, Arnold Schwarzenegger's swordmanship in this movie is rather impressive for his size. That yeah. spinning that he, he does with it, holy crap, that's he trained a lot for the first movie. Like he sure. seriously he took it, it real seriously. Yeah. yeah. Good. He should have. It looks good. It's much better than the shit we see but in Beastmaster. There, there's no well, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, <laughs> I mean I'm right. Any, or the really bad Jamie Lannister sword play in Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, I wouldn't know if never watched it. Uh, yeah. Well, but you know, right. whatever you're gonna say about Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, one thing you cannot call that guy is lazy. He yeah. he's like he oh, works his ass Conan's off. a swordsman? Okay, I'll go become a swordsman. And he uh it's some ridiculous amount of training he did. So that mm-hmm. when he picks up that sword, I mean, he's still a massive guy, but he yeah. uh, you know, you gotta admire that what he put into that. Yeah, that's when he does that drawing into the, the front of him. Show off the muscles, flex, flex, flex. Yeah. <laughs> Show off my big ass sword. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many times did did young Talon hit himself in the face with a piece of stockade? Fence? Listen, my stockade fence had a nice handle. I chipped away at it and wrapped it in duct tape so it, the handle, the hilt, was not as wide as the stockade. I carved runes into it and I forged it in the fire yeah, because my father was a blacksmith. This oh. Fucking story just keeps getting better. Does your wife know this? Yes. Yeah. D- does we wait? Talked about it at Green Lake. Does the sword the still exist? <laughs> oh God, no. Oh. Of course not. Because I would also, I would also set them on fire to play with them. <laughs> yep. So they would How be burning. Are you alive? Who, so oh, you were. That is a question that gets asked often. So you were Thoros yeah. of Mirror. You kind of have. I, if you did a top knot. You could totally be Thoros of Mirror for Halloween. Please do a top knot talent. Yeah, let, let me, I'll as get right on that as the do person at this podcast with the least amount of hair on his head. <laughs> yeah. So do that, but please. Fuck all you and your healthy locks. You, but you listen. I'm the one. I'm the one without a beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can't, I can't think like you guys. Uh, Move it along, guys. By breaking the mirrors, Conan mortally wounds the creature, which is revealed as a polymorph Tothamon, or is it, or is it a simulacrum? I don't know. This was the discussion. Oh, the, yeah. Nerd, yeah. the um actually moment for Talon and I as we were waiting. Um, actually, it was made of mirrors, but the wounds like, transferred. Oh. It was a Dorian Gray situation, I feel like. Totally Dorian yeah. Gray. Um, yeah. Well, totally. I would say rather than Dorian Gray, he totally red skulls the gem when, as he's dying, he's like, maybe I'm worthy enough to wield it, and he red skulls. <laughs> so, we'll see him again. Well, I'm going to cut that, because that's a spoiler for a movie we haven't gotten to it's, yet. What? 
It, what? That is not a spoiler. Objection. That's a spoiler. Objection calls for huh. speculation. That's adorable. Overruled. Damn. I would sustain that objection. Oh, oh no. Uh, yes. I'm editing this, it. so overruled. Yeah, <laughs> I also do it because it makes Todd so mad. I hate you so much. So much. All the hate. So with the wizard's death, the castle begins to disintegrate because in every good D&D adventure, you don't get to hang around and loot the place. It starts yep, to fall apart. And if you don't make it out in 2D10 rounds, that's right. you're going to take a lot of bludgeoning damage. Uh, um, I'm sorry. That's when the DM says, you're going to search the room. Are you sure? And when you hear, yeah. are you sure? Yeah. You're like, uh, no, no, never mind. I'm not. No, <laughs> nope, I'm not. No. You hear a noise in the, <laughs> in the, in the background. Does, is, that a, is that a noise that sounds moist? If Talon's making it, then yes. His <laughs> <laughs> Foley work is amazing. Um, I'm so good about it. I can turn the gain up and get it real good, too. Right. Um, <laughs> Please, I beg if you don't. <laughs> they are forced into a, a hasty retreat, uh, which we just said is everything's falling down. Uh, they're ambushed by a Terra Mrs. Guards, um, but drive them off. Oh. Okay, so who wants to go? So I was confused as to why the guards were jumping the gun, right? Yeah. Because the the guards were supposed to wait until uh, the horn, right? They mixed up their thing. horns and their gems. Was it the horn? Oh, they did. They were they were, and, and you know, Bombada covers as well as Wilt Chamberlain can. <laughs> which but is I not do want to come well. back to, which is not very well. I don't know what they're here for. <laughs> but I would I did want to bring it back to D and D because that that's when. Um, Conan has his big one-on-one. Yes. Right, mm-hmm. with the thing. And it's full. I'm like, we're watching. I'm like, he's rolling intimidation. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. That's when you're getting the pump, yep. you know, the, the the pose. So that was awesome. Definitely, as a kid, favorite part. That was the part you, you, you copied the most. Oh, the sword you, twirling. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So first of all, this fight, they're totally in the same location that Akiro's camp was, right? Like, they found one location. Just, like, we're going to use it a couple yeah. times. Don't Different go anywhere, guys. Put the camera on the opposite side. Yeah. No one will ever we'll know. Put the cameras facing Kids the other way. Kids don't care. They're dumb. It's the 80s. Yeah. There's cocaine to do. Who cares? Sure. So Conan's enemy in this battle is is credited as Togra or listed as Togra in the in the credits. He is sure. played by Sven Ole Thorsen, who is a oh, yeah. longtime friend of Arnold, yep. who was in the first movie. He's the bad guy with the hammer, um, and he appears in basically. If Arnold's making an action movie, Sven is there, and they Wasn't- give him that they give him that helmet with the half. Mask yep. because they're like, oh, he died in the last one. Oh, this is Togra. That was the, the other guy's cousin. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Also, he was the king in Call the Conqueror. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he was the king yeah. in he's Call the Conqueror. In a shit ton of, and not just Arnold. Do you think stuff. he showed up on on set and he's like, who the fuck is this Kevin Sorbo guy? Where's my buddy Arnold? Yeah, I was told <laughs> yeah. this was. I think he did. Yeah, he, he's sitting there going, <laughs> Arnold did it better. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. After uh, every no. take, <laughs> uh, that yeah. that one shot of Conan. Where he's got like the sword up, uh, yeah. that got used. Um, TSR published two Conan the Barbarian modules, which were horrible modules. Um, but what the, is TSR? It's the company that created Dungeons and Dragons. Gary Gygax is company. God, it's a, a tabletop. Tabletop role playing game. Okay. Uh, honestly, most of their mon- money from novel publishing. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah. Oddly, yeah, right. Like, which is crazy. Yeah. Given the current atmosphere of tabletop role playing, we should point out the old original TSR 
not the new dirtbag racist, racist transphobic racist TSR. Oh no! Which is one of one of Gary Gaxis, who by himself also not a great person. Say it wasn't racist, but it wasn't on. Wasn't that racist? Right. But one of his is it one of his sons? Right. One of his kids is involved. One of his sons tried to start a company called New TSR. And um, with things like, oh, if you're playing a woman, you have less strength, yeah. or you can be a human subvariant, and one of the human subvariants is the Negroid race, oh, in the playtime, which has a lower intelligence but higher strength and, and there, dexterity, and shit like that. There's a Nordic race that uh-huh. is like the yep. like the the Vikings, and they're stronger and more intelligent. Yeah, uh, yeah but I think horrible. to be That's fair, so up. I think his fair. son to was really fair. just lent. To be fair, I think he was just lending his. Name. I think that the writer, I think, was somebody else. The guy that yeah, he was. Wrote... He's some alt right provocateur. Was it J.K. Rowling? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Easily could have been. She was number one Kickstarter. Well, I'm taking on the them all down tonight for sure. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Again, am I yeah, wrong? It, it could easily happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so after they drive them off, um, Bombata, Bombata, feigns ignorance. It that way. It can't be any other way. Feigns <laughs> ignorance about the attack. Uh, I thought you were going to hurt the girl. Oh, um, <laughs> rolled 20 on deception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the gem reveals where the jeweled horn is because of course it does. Uh-huh. Jenna expresses romantic interest in Conan, but he rebuffs her and declares his devotion to Valeria. Go ahead. Casey, the 14 year old Jenna <laughs> professes her Wait, interest but, in the 37 year old Conan. But and most, fuck? more importantly, is she a virgin? Oh yes. She is a virgin. Yes. Okay. Also, Just, um, Playing drunk, very hard. Arnold Schwarzenegger does it perfect. Mm-hmm. He does it he so does it well. It's like proto um, the truth serum from True yeah. Lies. True Lies. Yep. That's my note. Yes, that's my note. Totally Compare. that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Which has the greatest, I, I funniest line in all of cinematic history. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Also, uh, while while we're on True Lies, James Cameron, stop making Avatar 12, 13, and 14. And give us please, True Lies Give too. us True Lies just, too. Or just give us a high-definition version of uh, yeah. True James Lies. Cameron it's only is DVD. I, I want True I, Lies with Arnold teaming up with his now uh, special agent daughter, played by Eliza Dushku. I yeah. want Elijah oh, Dushku in everything. Well, when we, yeah. when we all got together to watch Conan and the Destroyer, okay. I'm like, I am ready for every Arnold Schwarzenegger go-back-one-last-ride movie. Like, just make it a series. Uh, Dutch from Predator, One Last Ride. I'm lining up for Arnold before Harrison kills sure. all yep. of his Go characters. back and fight Quato yeah. again. 100%. Well, he didn't kill, he didn't kill uh, Deckard in... Um, yeah. That's right. I was totally expecting him to die and when he survived the movie. I still like, want my two hours back. So. Two hours, <sighs> adorable. That thing was almost three. Uh, I think I fell asleep I re- for the last hour. I really love that movie. Do you really? <laughs> I'm a huge Blade Runner fan. I can't rewatch it. So, I couldn't revisit so wait, it. It is the only Denny Villeneuve so, movie that I cannot stand. I see. I don't know. I just I I, I haven't yeah. rewatched it since. But I watched it that first time, I and I really gr- just enjoyed uh, it. I it, it was sure. it was certainly more of just an aesthetic experience. But um, the only good part of that movie is Drax. Oh, the new one, sure, Dave yeah. Batista. Yeah, it, the movie goes grossly downhill once Batista's gone. I think that Ana de Armas is brilliant in it too. Who? Yeah, Ana de Armas is great in it too. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Denny Villeneuve has definitely is start, starting to go the way of Christopher Nolan and making more of a theme than a movie, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm getting a little nervous. Like Dune. Well, did you like Dune? I like Dune. Was okay. Yeah. 
It was oh. much more accessible than the than the eighties Dune. Oh, I was like, oh, I understand what the fuck's going on. In this no, movie. no, no, no. The eighties Dune is a horrible <laughs> adaptation of the book, but it's a much better movie. The eighties Dune is a wonderful, watchable movie that bears almost no resemblance to the. I love the director's cut. Yeah, of the eighties Dune, the director's cut with like the twenty five minutes yeah. of intergalactic politics. All in like drawn flashback narration. If, if you <laughs> loved the Trade Federation conflict in the Phantom Menace, you'll love. I do it. not. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's very true. No, Denny Denny Villeneuve is, is a really good director. I don't know why. You oh, didn't I like loved his Dune. His Dune, it's okay. No, it was, it was okay. Yeah, I loved his Dune. I am of the opinion that Dune is a phenomenal novel that does not make a good movie. I think the eighty four. I think it's eighty four. Dune. Is a much better movie yeah. that is a, a horrible adaptation, but I'll watch that shit. I, that's a movie I stop with. Oh yeah, channels. I do too. I love them both. I, I love both yeah. movies uh, unapologetically, and I consider Dune to be the greatest science fiction novel ever written. So, uh, yeah. But so I, I'm just here for anything Dune related. The miniseries, not so much. Eh. Was that the sci-fi one? No, yeah, it. the Sci-Fi oh, yeah. Channel sci-fi miniseries channel. with James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking a of the very one. young. Man. Yeah, wait a minute. He played, oh, he right. played Lido too. So wait a minute. They're oh, both think... both Professor Xavier's have been in Dune now. That's correct. Then? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, I'm thinking of the earlier. Oh, this must have been just Dune with um, William Hurt. Was I think Lido? William, it was. was? It would have been from the 90s. Yeah, that was Sci- the miniseries. Okay, they did so oh, Dune, the and they did Children of Dune, oh. or they did Dune Messiah. And so they had okay. the adult kids. Which is the next yeah. move, which is Dune 2, yeah. Dune Messiah. So you're not talking about the David Lynch Dune, then? No. no. I, that one is the 80s. That's good. That's, that's super the, That's Sting in the Speedo. That's a great movie. Yep. That is that is punk space opera. Yep. Sting. Yeah. Sting in a Speedo. Yeah. It's a, it's a product. Yeah, it's definitely a product of its time. It's got I keep Brad it in, I keep it, It's got Patrick Stewart. I haven't watched it's it recently. I keep it in the 80s vault. I started keeping things in the, in the 80s vault. I don't revisit yeah. them. We yeah, should like know him. that that's one to go back and revisit. It's a fun watch. Mm-hmm. It's a fun watch. Well, that is the, the one that I like the longer opening, the director's cut opening, where it has like 25 sure. minutes and they explain all intergalactic politics. It's all the stuff that was on the pamphlet they had to hand out to people when they saw the movie yep. in the theater in the 80s. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Good Christ. <laughs> and, he yeah. could, and he could have made Return of the Jedi, but he went and he did Dune instead. Oh, fun trivia. Well, <laughs> all right. The, the lesser of the original trilogy. Wait a minute. Who? What? What's everybody's favorite original trilogy movie? Well, it's of course Empire. I mean, why are we Empire. debating this? It's Jedi. Oh well. Oh, it's, sorry. It's, it's, all of us oh. said Empire. So sorry, Todd. Yeah, Todd. You you, you like no, you mispronounced I, Empire. I yeah. really love Return of the Jedi, and as a kid, I, it was my favorite. It was definitely my favorite. So, but Empire is just so. I also loved good. Return to Endor, the TV movie. So Star Cruiser oh Crash, God. where Wicked, where Wicked could t- suddenly speak mm-hmm. basic, and you're just like. So how come he doesn't speak basic in Return of the Jedi? He says, which is Star Cruiser crash. aggressive. That's not Jawas. I think it's the same language. Combat, exploration, and roleplay. These are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons and Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest role-playing game. And that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages? That is what we here at the fourth pillar of play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. 
learning game design by designing games. We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth pillar of play, available wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And we look forward to creating with you. Commander, where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension. And you're no longer a captain, you're a commander. Commander. Dear God, are you a lieutenant? And why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem uh, to have no rank! Only the title of Doctor? I don't think there are admirals either. Captain! I mean Commander, I mean. Look, Casey, we are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest? Then there's no moment to spare. Engage! I I, I don't think um, Night Shift Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just dial that back there. All right. Well, then, I guess it's up to us to say join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom! They reach an ancient temple where the horn is secured. Jenna obtains it while Akiro deciphers engravings. I, again, I just love these movies. They do the same thing in Call. Like, oh, let me let me look at the wall for a second. Oh, let me translate it perfectly into English yes. for everyone. <laughs> I just rolled a nat 20 on my intelligence check. But again, <laughs> just real quick, as Michael or Caleb pointed out in Cole, they... Uh, two thirds of the wall, maybe. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like a third, he, he literally like cleared off like one section. It goes, whoa, whoa, wait! I have everything I need right here. <laughs> but also in this, Akira like reads the stuff about how like, hey, if you put the horn in, it's going to be really bad. Or put the gem in, it's going to be bad destruction. You know, cats and dogs living mm-hmm. together, mass hysteria. And he just kind of like saunters it, up yeah. to Conan and is like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. Like, Conan's like, like, fuck off. There is no agency to yeah. what he is doing. He's like, hey man, just so you know, they're going to have to like sacrifice really everything. I get Valeria. I don't care. We're getting Valeria back. Shit. Love of my life. Now I'm getting some tonight. Josh, I'm surprised they didn't realize that, you know, he only cleared, he cleared that one section. God, I don't know. That was the TLDR <laughs> portion of the wall. The rest of it was a it long was. form post, and he just got to the end. He like, just oh, expanded no, right the tiny URL. I would also really like to, yeah, I would like to shout <laughs> out a thank you to the ancient, ancient Mesopotamians for giving us cuneiform language so it can be used in every single yep. fucking sword and sandal <laughs> movie right. as ancient right. writing. In some form. Thank That's you. How you thank know you. It's thank old. you. The 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 fine people of the Tigris and Euphrates Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tigris and Euphrates. Okay, so then uh, we're going back to Akira deciphers engravings. He learns that Jenna will ritually be sacrificed to awaken Dagoth. They are attacked by the <laughs> because she's a virgin. I always think of I, every yeah, time she's a virgin, that yeah. gets brought up. I think of um, Monster Squad. You're not a virgin, are you? Never seen Monster Squad. Very underrated movie. <gasps> so good. 
That's a fun we movie. have done it on this podcast. Yeah, you should watch it and then uh, All right. listen to our episode. It's it's the Goonies fight Universal Monsters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wolfman's got Nards. Wolfman's got no, no, I've heard that before. My name <laughs> is Horace. Okay, I'll have to check it, it out. Maybe I've seen it when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm in the yeah. goddamn club, aren't I? Okay, <laughs> that's, no, that's the last one. <laughs> Most badass moment Rudy has in the Tell entire film. film. That's anyway. right. Um, they are attacked by the priest guarding the horn. Um, a secret exit is revealed, but Bombada blocks the other's escape and seizes Jenna. Despite his, this treachery, Conan and his allies escape from the priest and trek to Shadazar to rescue Jenna. I will point out also had my, like my most favorite part where the priest starts talking and the whole time Conan has his hand on his dagger and then he just says enough talk and he throws it at him and just starts killing her. <laughs> That was I was a kid. That was my favorite part. I was constantly throwing stuff at friends. Enough talk. That, that's Sam in our party. Oh, that's Sam. Yeah. Well, my mother will also tell you to this day that she will every now and then in the backyard find yep. butter knives in like buried in the dirt because I would take the butter what knives the fuck, and I tuck them mm-hmm. into my jean short um, loincloth and would throw them at the trees. Sure. Yeah. Sure, like you do. Yeah. So I, you know what I love is that all of this applies to you. But when we were at up at the campsite the one time, I was also sharing all of my ridiculous childhood stories, which were not all that different. Oh, interesting, you're not yeah. bringing up any of them. No, which, here. well, so That's... you know, we talked about um, I would put the bug spray on my arms and then light it on fire so I could go. Whoosh. We did we did lots of dumb stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, That's just a little bit. I set a hayfield yeah, on fire once. Story is there. <laughs> yeah, I would. Sometimes take sure. a can of WD-40. It's super awesome. Take a match. Right. Yeah, those big round oh, hay bales. I've never put it on my fucking Listen, arm. You're you're yeah. not dead yet. Good Lord. <laughs> the priest uh, here, he is listed as the leader. Um, I think because Conan refers to him, the leader is a wizard. I think that's literally the only reason why he's he's titled mm-hmm. as the leader in the credits. Well, well he doesn't have a giant green yeah, brain he's the one head. No, so he doesn't. He can't be the leader. He can't be. So uh, his the actor's name is Ferdy Maine. He is an incredibly prolific actor. Do do you want? <laughs> and he went with Ferdy. Ferdy, do you want to take a guess? I'm going to open this up to the, everyone. How many acting credits do you think Ferdy Maine has? Two hundred and thirty-seven. Is he a Hammer Films guy? Uh, I got to be honest with you. Maybe it's. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna bet a dollar. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna say two hundred and forty-seven. So you're going up over talent 237. Yeah. Uh, you're all too low. He has 290 credits on IMDb. Wow. I still that, win. Wow. I was too close to that. That might be, that that might be the, the record for the most IMDb credits. I'm pretty that we've sure it's seen a 241. In no. terms of <laughs> in terms of calling them no. out. No, Tara uh, Strong and stuff like that. She's uh, got like 400. Oh. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, I was more excited about not my number. Okay. Um, I do love this wizard Sorry. battle, though. I love this wizard battle between yes. the leader and uh, Akiro. Yeah. Are his gauntlets just like Bluetooth connected to everything in the thing? <laughs> ding, and just, ding. He does different things to get it to open? That's no, all he's no. doing. He's not a wizard. He's just discovered Bluetooth before anyone else. No, it's the yeah. Xbox Connect. He's just doing the, <laughs> the dance yes. battle moves. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. Right. That's all. It was a DDR showdown. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Malik shows them a secret yeah, route the to the throne room. room. You had Josh? No, I had the short one. I was just happy that I had the short one. No, you have a oh, note sorry. here. You have a note here. Oh, I do? Yeah. Where? I have a note. <laughs> Josh, sorry. Right. Your line is whatever's on your tablet. Secret route to the throne room. 
I don't remember my line. Okay. All right. Well, I got one. I mean, tired. it's not so much a secret route to the throne room, but the secret entrance to the bat cave. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> ba- oh, wait. Was this the part? I might Down have the been, waterfall. The waterfall? The where there was the cave-in town? Huh? Oh, okay. Yes. This is a waterfall. Damn it. I do remember what the part is. Yeah. So, no, this was the part where Grace Jones has the best. Oh. It leads to Grace Jones having, like, the best line in the whole thing where they are arguing over who Malik said escaped, and she was just like... <laughs> She was ready for the internet before they ever had. Yep. Right. He wants that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, Conan confronts Bambata and kills him in combat. <laughs> that happens now. We're jumping way yeah. ahead. Yeah, I no, that, I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. Again, it's He's a railroad, but it moves. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Zula impales the Grand v- v- Vizier. Uh, okay, so, yeah. I got it. Go ahead. Yeah, this plot thing jumped all the way to them being back in Shadowzar. Yeah, like yeah, fast. Yeah. This is when the DM said. Okay, guys, Some we've been playing passes. for four hours. Yeah. We really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. we really yeah. need, actually, no, that's the joke I made about Cull, too. Like, <laughs> it's the, it's yeah. the end of the DM session. We really yeah. need to wrap this up, guys. Let's move ahead. So this isn't the session where our wives are. couldn't make the game. That's I remember yeah. the, the session where our wives couldn't make the game. We're like, we can do another encounter. We're only going to leave it like one. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so Zula impales the Grand Vizier before he can sacrifice Jenna. The Virgin. Um, yeah. <laughs> find it really weird that Jenna the Virgin was totally ready to have her throat slit by the Grand Vizier. But when her mom was going to sacrifice her, suddenly she's like, fuck this. I don't want to do it. Like she, The drugs only worked so far. Yeah. Is that what she gave him? Her? Some sort yeah, of drug? I think she did drug her. Yeah. Okay. But then she gets shocked out of it. Adrenaline yep. overrides the drugs, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Like, hey, when cool. she put the powder in, I'm like, oh, and they're going to... I thought it was poison. I thought that was the sacrifice. So when like oh. she goes to drink it... I'm like, and this is when they're going to bust in and save her. And then she started drinking. I'm like, are they not going to succeed in their campaign? Is this going to have a sad ending? Just like Valerian. I meant to ask Mm -hmm. earlier, when Dagoth is still the dreaming god, he's the ivory statue or, you know, the the, Mm -hmm. the white statue. Isn't there some classic statue? Is it like Lord Byron or somebody? Isn't there some statue of like the reclining, like perfect being? Is is, Is it? Okay. Take a I, shot in the dark. Yeah. It's probably Charlemagne. It, it's it's very. It looks like a very like Raphaelite, you know, yeah, Renaissance yeah, marble yeah. painting, like Lucifer reclining or some shit like that. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely done in that style. So uh, the rising Dagoth becomes distorted from a human statue into a monstrous entity. Yeah. So is the idea here that he would have been a pretty hellscape god? If he had been allowed to kill Jehenna the Virgin, or and he only mm. becomes like web hand monster because they don't kill Jenna, or would he have become monster even if they had sacrificed Jenna? I, I think going back, I get the sense that yeah. No, go ahead. You, go ahead. I was gonna say I get the sense from it that like he starts to mutate and they're like, oh no, kill the girl. Ah! But I I think that's only his form, and I, and I and I go back to that earlier comment that there is no good magic in this world, so. You know, there's no way that this is going to be a happy ending if you just sacrifice the virgin. It, mm, I, I right. think it's just his appearance. Mm-hmm. Would, you know, he would have looked like the statue. Yeah, that first true. shot of the statue moving its head though is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, really well done. It's a good. It's a yeah. good effect. And of yeah. course, no one said it uncredited in the movie, but I'm sure we all know who is inside that Dagoth. Yeah, we do. Costume. I don't. Oh. <gasps> 
I don't either. <gasps> I'm not putting you it don't? together. Who? So this is not the role he's most proud of. The role he's most proud of, he would carry the DVD around with him, and every wrestler saw that movie because he was so proud. It was like his life's achievement. That is... Is it Andre the Giant? Yes. Yeah. Is that why he was in the picture The picture we with him and Will. That's why he's yes. holding up Arnold. So they had a bunch of puppeteers operating the arms and the head. I want to see this picture. Yeah, look up um, Andre the Giant, Wilt Chamberlain, holding Arnold. Yeah. I'm looking at and but Andre was in the main body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's lovely for him. That's great. Because it said like in in the body is this person and it's his full French name. And I'm like, who's that? I'm like, oh, that's Andre the Giant. Yeah, it's yeah. Andre Rene Rusimov. <laughs> Everybody move. I do it in the hallways in the middle school all Hello, the time lady. when I can't get past people. Hello, lady. <laughs> Hello, lady. Um, Casey will will Boulder instead. We'll definitely. Th- Throw this one up on the Instagram when this episode drops. Uh, but the picture where where uh, they're between their trailers and Andre's in his mm-hmm. street clothes, yep. yeah, that's that's the one. And and they're just ginormous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's and fantastic. like Arnold's what six two two. Yeah. Pretty sure he was yeah. six two. Fuck me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. well. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain was seven one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and so was and Andre, Andre the Giant was also. I mean, Andre looks to be about the exact same height. So, mm-hmm. that's great. Good lord, uh, he kills Tamaris. Yeah, sure, that's how you pronounce it, right? <laughs> Tamaris, <Okay>. sure. Uh, <laughs> kills Ursa. There you um, go. That's fair. And attacks Conan. Uh, Ursa Sherbert. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula Sherbert. <laughs> uh, Zula and Malik join the fight, but. Dagoth uh, effortlessly sweeps them aside. Grappling with the monster, Conan tears out Dagoth's horn in a very, very violent piece in this movie. Such like, a great, it, such it, a great piece of prop work. Yeah. It goes on for so long. I'm like, is this movie PG? Jesus oh, Christ! As a kid, I remember that all that viscera as he's pulling yeah. that free. I'm like, this Bleh. is this is so great. Yeah. Uh, Just that. So it weakens him enough to kill him. So yep. let's break down the design of this, the big boss for this adventure, right? So you've written, mm-hmm. you've created this uh, almost unstoppable monster, and the players had to recognize because Akiro shouts uh, basically like his horn is his weakness, right? So the wizard right. makes the arcana check, right? Exactly. Nope. Conan has to make the strength check to rip the horn out. He has to- it, first he makes a grapple check. First he makes a grapple, right? Yeah, then he's got to rip the yep. horn out. Um, but, you know, a couple of things I, I noticed on this rewatch. One, like, life is about to get immediately bad in Hyboria, uh, Hyperborea or, you know, the world, right? Uh, not only Middle is Earth. Dagoth this physical threat, but he starts, uh, he casts Call Lightning and starts, like, shooting yep. the lightning bolts around. Oh, that's right. He starts lightning bolting the, the building. Lightning bolt. Lightning yeah. bolt. Lightning bolt. Light. Yeah. He's not lightning you bolting Conan. You he's not charged. But he's lightning. Yeah, very. It's because the DM was like, listen, I don't. I want to give you a chance. I'm not going to kill you outright. That's right. Let me show you what I can do first. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, after Conan kills him, right before Dagoth is just about to breathe his last breath, Malik's like, I want some of that sweet experience points. Stab, stab. Mm-hmm. Divide by two, motherfucker. I get half those XPs. <laughs> yeah, because this would have been this would have been first edition yeah. advanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Would have been all yeah. Conan. Yeah. When he walked up and stabbed him, I'm like, yeah. I helped too. I helped too. <laughs> the newly crowned Jenna too. offers each of her companions a the place. The newly crowned virgin 14-year-old Jenna. Just have to yeah. get in there one more time. One Sorry. more time. Jenna is actually Shadazarian for virgin. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Her name, it's, her name it's was virgin, Martha. Virgin. Her name was Martha. Oh, yeah. 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 Queen Martha offers each of her companions a place in her new court. Zula will be the new captain of the guard, Akiro, mm-hmm. the queen's advisor, and Malak, the court jester. Yeah, this is this is this almost very much reads like this. Here's your here's your Return of the Jedi end moment here, oh, um, yep. or the I, Wizard of Oz. That's what I was gonna say. Yes, it's the Wizard yeah. of Oz, but it's like if the wizard was like, "So Dorothy, do you want to go fuck right now?" Because 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 Jenna offers Conan marriage. I'm like, um, "You're yeah. 14, he's 37. What the fuck is happening?" Mm-hmm. Dorothy's yes. supposed to be about 13, 14. Yeah, so uh, that's mm, true. Mm, mm, Daenerys, 12, maybe. Mm, mm, maybe Daenerys 12. is what twelve or thirteen in the beginning of Game of Thrones. Oh, are we? Yeah, are we books. trying to say that uh, Game of Thrones are we, is? Are like, we moralizing via Game of Thrones? Yeah, <laughs> raping dragons. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so Jenna offers Conan marriage and the opportunity Bleh. to rule the kingdom with her as her with her as her qu- king, but he declines and departs to find further adventures and his own place in the world. But that is another story yep. that they spent easily $5,000 on making that throne and that costume for him to never go anywhere. Well, I came across a picture of a, I don't, it's the same outfit. It's everything he's wearing, but it looks like there's a woman laying down in front of him. Like if you search that, oh, I'll see if I can find it. Cause I just had it. I was like, oh. is that real or yeah. shots? While you're looking at that up, I really liked um, Miranda, Josh's wife, made the comment. She was like, I couldn't remember the last time I watched this. I'm so glad that he doesn't kiss her back when she kisses him. I'm he, yes. so yeah. glad. Yep. He looks so uninterested Arnold in it. Arnold is very clear, like, no, yep. I don't she want to be doing so this. Relieved. This is she contractually obligated that this has to happen, but I am not mm-hmm. comfortable with it. But but yep. he doesn't. He still loves Valeria. Like, Conan is, yeah. like, true but, to but his lost love. Yeah. It's not Conan not wanting to kiss the Virgin Jenna, it is Arnold Schwarzenegger not wanting to kiss a fucking sure. 14-year-old child. That's mm-hmm, fair. That's mm-hmm, fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was yeah. So, my wife was so relieved. Ugh, she was dude. just like, because I just remember this movie so fondly, and that would have blown all of it completely. Wait. Yeah, and he did a great job. Miranda likes this movie. She's Miranda a huge loves Conan. I knew She's that I loved Conan your wife. Fan. She is the best. <laughs> She's, yes. Yeah, she is a huge Conan. Uh, fan. She will have a Conan watch party at the <gasps> drop of a hat. Okay. All right. She Ooh. loves Conan. So before we get to the closing voiceover, they didn't realize they were doing it at the time, but they have perfectly set up Arnold's, you know, return to movies now. Give me Conan of the Isles, a book that was not written by, or that one was not written by Robert Howard, I don't think. But that is an old Conan. He has a son, Khan. He has a wife. And... It's his like last adventure. Give me Arnold as he looks now. Give me Conan. Mm-hmm. Can you picture the scene where they reuse the footage from the end of Conan the Destroyer and then do a morph shot yes. to him in his mm-hmm. current form? Uh, yes. Question, did Arnold Schwarzenegger have a beard when he's sitting on that throne? Yeah. All right, because some of these pictures he's clean shaven. And some well, now he has is a that beard. not a re is that not a recreation of the same end shot at the end of Conan? The barbarian. Oh. Don't they do the same thing? I thought they did it again at the end of the original. Conan. I thought they, they did too. Differently. Yeah. 
Uh, so they, there could they be do. two that they exist. They do. That's basically. the one where yep. he has the more ornate armor um, yep. and throne. That that one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yep. yep. There are that's two it. versions of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it is. But give me that. Like, give me that story of Conan now. And uh, I've read that. Mm-hmm. Have you read that one, Talon? Conan. I have. have. I mean, it's not a bad story. Give me that one now. It's you know, there's still some fight left in the barbarian, and uh, right, he'd be brilliant in that. Oh, that's what he should do. Oh and it would only make and it would make sense, you know, thematically for how he was in the movies. Like, yeah, yeah, I got a kingdom. That's great. Kind of sucks though. You know, it's the old. He got what he wanted, and it wasn't really what. And he he's wanted, bored. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The movie ends with uh, Mako's voiceover. Uh, that I'm sure you're going to drop in right here. So it was that Conan mourned his lost Valeria. At length he sought adventure in distant lands and trod the jeweled thrones of the earth beneath his sandaled feet. Until at last he found his own kingdom and wore his crown upon a troubled brow. And then you hear, and then a title of the very cool font from the beginning of the movie says, but that's another story, except it won't be. And movie. Movie. Oh, guys. Oh, yeah. God, I love this movie. This this movie holds up. Uh, mm-hmm. God, it, it, I can't say that because this is my first time watching it, so oh, I can't I'm say that. Just so stunned by that. I mean, all right. The so the trailer for the new Dungeons and Dragons movie starring Christopher Pine looks amazing. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. gonna watch Christopher. It. Wait a minute, Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Chris Pine. Pine. Christopher's his father. It's not, it's not Thomas Holland. It's not Christopher <laughs> Pine Junior. Uh, but you know, the reality is, in the '80s, if you were a kid who was reading fantasy novels, playing Dungeons and Dragons, like. If you were loving that content, there were not a lot of good movies, mm-hmm. and these were Dungeons top, and Dragons these were looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, it looks. Fun. I mean, if for nothing, we're just going to have the fucking charm of Chris Pine for two hours, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Yeah, <laughs> and and he is I, really good, and he can elevate a project. But I mean, you can't rely on Chris Pine alone, as evidenced by the Wrinkle in Time movie, which was oof. awful. But how much? It, but he was also he in wasn't like in most of it. That's 10 correct. Minutes of it, yeah. but and every time he was on screen, I'm like, "Yay, Chris Pine! <laughs> He's back!" Uh, all right, so gentlemen, we have some questions that we ask at the end of every movie. We're going to ask you guys first, and then we'll share our thoughts. So, Talon and Josh, in any particular order, um, I'm going to let Casey ask the first question. Sorry, like, what the fuck? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we didn't send these to you. Sorry. That's okay. That's sorry, right. It's, be- sorry. it's better to be organic. Don't wait for the translation. Like Answer a it fern. Now. <laughs> yeah, don't wait for the translation. Answer me now. Who was your favorite character? My favorite character is always going to be Conan in a Conan movie. Yeah. I, 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 I know it's a very basic answer, but it, it's, it's always going to be Conan. It can't be. So, yeah, Conan is a given. Second would probably be Akiro just because I remember him from the first one and I loved him. Because make and Akira, a lot of fun to be had, but it's Conan by a mile. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's it, this is a this is a cl- clean yeah. sweep. It's yep. Conan. Yeah. It is the okay. title character's movie. He's it, this is such fun. He's delightful. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, he's guys. doing exactly what he needs to in this movie. He's not trying to stretch nope. out. Uh, next question: What is the best scene in the movie? 
I love that duel that he has with his uh, just that the whole thing. The pose off really is what he's having. Yeah. <laughs> but that's definitely <laughs> the coolest part, you know. The clothes off, pose off. <laughs> Having a pose off, turd blossom. You know, it just. <laughs> My favorite scene is the one that stuck with me the most as a child, which would be Arnold viscerally ripping the horn mm-hmm. out of the forehead of, Ooh, of okay. the the Dagoth. Oh, there's not a lot that I'm going to say is the best <gasps> scene in this movie. Oh. Um, but I'd say it the coolest set piece was probably the fight... After the first castle raid, when the guards show yeah, up, that's, yep. Ar- Arnold takes off. out those guys yeah. in pretty yeah. awesome ways. Yeah. Those are pretty. That's pretty great. Uh, so don't disagree with anybody. I mean, this is. I mean, I love this movie from start to finish. Even the opening fight when they're when Conan and uh, Malik are ambushed is fun. Malik's hiding right, and he's swallowing the gems. Um, anywhere you go in this movie, I love it. So, I. I I will say the the payoff with you know Dagoth. There's a big build up there, and that fight delivers from from his transformation to you know beautiful dreaming god to horror through the horn ripping mm-hmm. out through Conan. You know again with the epic shot of his arms right and the sword coming down to Malik uh, getting his share of the XP. Just well, you, you know, know what I love too is like every fight in this thing is essentially every modern video game like. Everything in between is a cutscene, yeah. and then Conan is the only uh-huh. one who fights anything. Like everyone's there, right. sure. but then it's like the cutscene cuts away, and they're like on the side, get him, get him. You know, the, no one else. Yeah, gets involved. Th- there was one in the final castle battle. There was one moment where I lost track of Grace Jones, and I'm like, did she die? And I missed it. What's happening? <laughs> just, but then she's there when they're running off with the horse, yeah. and I'm like, where the fuck it's was she? Literally video game pacing. She was getting the horses. Yeah, it's video game cutscene pacing. Yeah. That's totally what it is. Just don't get camels. Yeah. No camels. Okay. Yeah. Okay, see, uh, your question. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, what's one scene, gentlemen, that you would cut? <laughs> Just the one? I would cut the scene of um, of uh, Jehenna talking about, now, when a woman loves a man, how does she show him? Uh, Bombata. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, she's asking, she's asking. She's asking. Oh, well, well, she's she's asking, asking the right guy. I mean, uh, yeah. I would. Uh, he's betted twenty thousand yeah. women. I would so. totally cut the um, Malik applying the salve. I, uh, I, oh, I, oh, yes. God, I hate. We didn't even talk that. about yeah, that. that. Was the no, one, pretty much the, onto or, or, the regat cheese. Is that what you're? Well, talking? just and they yeah. just oh, the creepo. No, just the fact that uh, going. Oh, to oh to Zula. Yeah. Oh, oh, where he's sorry. like yeah. and going oh. pretty like, close it to just her. Went way too long, and it to w- her band aids. To her yes. wound. So, like, if it had just been a little bit, and then she decked him, I probably not wouldn't even be it. talking not about saying this right it. Um. Uh, go ahead, Todd. What, uh, what would you cut? Oh, let you me know, guess. Nothing. It's nothing, a perfect movie. Nothing. Yeah, this movie is everything I want. I, well, you're all wrong. The thing you should cut is the 14-year-old kissing a fucking 37-year-old. Wait, well, is she a virgin? <laughs> Johanna, Johanna, Johanna means virgin. Like That's right. That's right. So Martha, I love the, the movie. I love the movie The Professional, even though it's <sighs> kind of gross. That that, mm-hmm. But it, there's never any physical contact between the two of them. Correct. Besides her sleeping in the same bed with him, but nothing happens. It's just all emotional. The most their love, yeah, the most their love is is in that last scene where she says, I love you, and he says, I love you too. That's it. Like, 
that can be there. This it's weird. It's creepy, that. but physical contact of that kind get it the fuck out of my movie. I don't need to see that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 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 And even if she had been four, she, if she had been eighteen playing fourteen, weird, gross. Just make her eighteen. But she was fourteen playing fourteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Blah. All right, and the last question of our roster here. Gentlemen, who is the actor having the most fun? Oh, Grace Jones. Yeah. Yeah, it's Grace Jones. Grace Jones is having know the most the, fun. She doesn't know what the yeah, fuck I, she's I doing. Think she knows she's in a movie. Ha! Yeah, that's, that's she, does she think she's actually a barbarian? That's the question. Yeah, she's really embodied. Yeah, I could go very, with that. Very, very, yeah, it's totally very Grace method. Jones. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to say Arnold... Built- Oh, she bit Wilt Chamberlain's yeah. fucking ear. Of course, yeah. she's method. That's, That's right. fucked yeah. up. Uh, knowing how hard Arnold works, I'm sure he was enjoying it, but I also expect that he was viewing that like work. You know, like. Yeah. And also, he didn't like the fact that this was being made more oh, family sure. friendly. He may not have had as much fun right. making this movie as That's he did. Fair. Yeah. Conan the Barbarian. All right. So, gentlemen, you didn't hear this at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the IMDb, and that's okay. The IMDb rating for this movie, out of 10, this movie is rated 5.9. Now, on a 10-point scale, a letter grade, however you want to rate it, uh, how do you rate this movie? Tell looks so confused. I'm so offended. Right. But I've found that with a lot of IMDb ratings of movies that I love. Yeah, that yeah. They are, they are yep. by the merit of being filled by lots of random people on the internet, usually disproportionately low. Um, yeah, welcome I, to being a DC fan in the IMDb ex- world. Exactly. I give this movie easily a solid eight to eight and a half. That's where I'm going to live with this one. I Okay, so I do enjoy it, but I would give it like... When I was younger, when I was a kid, I would have given it something in the eights, but I'm like maybe a seven, two, somewhere in there. Okay. When I was a kid, I would have definitely... I would have... You know, but just Conan the Barbarian is such a great movie. Well, that's a ten. It's it's a ten, and it just lowers this one. As I've as an adult watching Conan, it's so much better than I could have comprehended as a kid. So no, this seven two is good. I think that's I, I'd say seven two, seven point two. Got it, Casey. Seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's fine. It's not. It's, I don't think I'm ever going to revisit this. But oh. I didn't hate it. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. But you do have to watch I, you, Conan as an adult. I mean, when was like the last time you saw it and sat sure. and watched it? I've never seen this one, but Conan the Barbarian probably a decade ago. Yeah, just it's so good. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed Conan the Barbarian, so and we, I was excited to watch this one because I'm like, oh, I never saw this. And then I started like reading. I I don't know, maybe all the research I did before starting like Arnold didn't have a good time making this. Sure. There's a lot of stress that it was to the point where he walked away from making Conan the Conqueror. And I'm like, oh, maybe that colored it, but it just didn't do it and for me. And then it me. just it was... got worse for him because in Red Sonja, um, he does oh. not play Conan. And, and everybody yeah. thought he did. Wait. He plays Kalidor. And he did three weeks. Oh. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, Casey, did you not know yeah. that? No, I just assumed he nope. was Conan. He is not Conan. He's nope. Kalidor. He, he did three up. weeks of work on the movie. Um, he was pissed that De Laurentiis put him on the um, poster and sold the movie like he was in it. He barely was in it. He he didn't he didn't yeah. play a, a large part in it at all. And that was he was Calidor to get around the fact that he was contractually obligated to be Conan a third time. So if they called him Calidor, they didn't use Conan. Um, but of course, then he became yeah. too big for them to push him around with a contract. So, so this yeah. is the whole headless Superman at the end of right. Shazam. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, so we give a lot of credit on this podcast for movies calling their shots. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether Arnold wanted it to be more violent like the first movie, you know, for what this movie is, I think this movie perfectly executes don't, on what it wants it. to be. This is don't a 9 it. out of 10 for me. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Oh fuck I'm yeah. fist bumping now, you from across Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. I got you, man. <laughs> um, now, I, I know where Casey's going to come down on this, but we... Uh, all four of us are fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are often, Casey and I are often asked, you know, about these movies. Hey, is this something to watch with the kids? Any way you want to tackle that? I don't think there's anything that? objectionable. The Bean, no. I'll get it out of the way. She she would walk away 15 minutes into this film. She, like, she specifically stupid. does not like violence. No, she doesn't mind. No. I mean, we saw Black Adam. She had no problem with that violence. Okay. She just was very confused by the movie. But, um... No, she just wouldn't grab her. This isn't the kind of story that she likes. Got it. It's fantasy. She doesn't like fantasy. That's why she doesn't like Star Wars. Got it. Uh, What do you guys think? Talon, Josh? Well, I know that that Sam loved it when he was little. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm fairly certain I showed it to both of my kids. Sam's much more into fantasy than than Jacob. Um, If I tried to make Jacob watch it now, he'd be like, nah, I'm good. Um, (laughs) That sounds a good impression. But Sam would Sam would be like, yeah, I'll watch it again. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, but I also showed my, I showed my kids my favorite movie when they were very little, and that's John Carpenter's The Thing. So Ooh. I, yeah. I'm, I was always the, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Right? Yeah, we had. I mean, with Rowan and Cora, we definitely let them watch stuff that others would perhaps not. But we always, you know, it's not like we tied them to the chair. Um, yeah. And they've never seen. Well, that's yeah, a good they've thing. They've never seen Destroyer. Um, they've never seen Destroyer, I don't think. I don't think they knew it existed until I mentioned that we were watching it. But they have seen Conan the Barbarian probably multiple times. And yes. Rowan will watch it, which is really saying something. Because Rowan, I don't know what entertains them. <laughs> yeah, you know, for the title of this movie being Conan the Destroyer, there's not a whole lot of destroying not in a this ton. movie. You know what? And this Some mild mayhem. That's I didn't about really it. have anywhere to put this, but one of my favorite things... So remember, so Marvel Comics did the what if comic. They they brought it back again, you know, one of the multiple times, yep. and they mm-hmm. did what if Wolverine met Conan, Conan one of the most yeah. oh, one of the most classic ones, and it's a great issue. You get sent back in it time. Is a, it is a good what it's if. It's super yeah. good, but the best is the four panel comic they put at the end. So it's usually they would follow up with like a joke kind of you know a little mm-hmm. bit. So it shows Wolverine. It's a very simple comic, and you can you can. You can actually Google it and say, what if Wolverine really met uh, Conan? So it's it's four panels. They're both facing us. We're the bartender, right? They've each got a beer. And and Conan says something along the lines of, they're right next to each other. And Conan kind of looks straight ahead and he goes, sometimes I just get so mad. And I just want to slash and cut. And he's just doing all these descriptions. And you know he's like, oh, and he just kind of freaks out. And then next panel, he's all like looking all crazed in his eyes. And Wolverine kind of looks at him and goes... And then looks forward again. He goes, "Yeah, I know what you mean." You know, it's just. It was so good. just I highly recommend you just Google it real quick because it's just four panels. It, it it's it's a really good issue, but the most memorable moment was totally that. Is that is that in the? That's it's it. So good. That's it. Yeah, nice. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You, you scare me, Mike. Why why is my computer beeping at me? Oh God, yeah, no! It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> more updates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, computer. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, art, though. Yeah, you know. That's what you get. But again, that's, yeah, like the one page. You Those get one what you pagers, pay for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I tried to get both boys to watch it um, this week. I was like, this is a great Dungeons and Dragons movie. They could care less. 
that might be because they're at the age where it's not possible that I could know right. anything that's cool. So I'm just writing that one off. Oh God. Oh, Man. so that hair. I'm sorry. I was just looking at the comic. That the hair, hair is yeah. <laughs> look at Conan's jaw. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, the first thing you're drawn to is the ridiculousness of his hair. Well, but Conan, my yeah, favorite thing Conan's was when, jaw. um, I think it was Grant Morrison took over and did new X-Men. Um, if you go into the the omnibus for New X Men when Grant Morrison took over it, he said, "Why does Wolverine wear a hood shaped like his hair? <laughs> and, yep. why is, and why is his hair that way? Like that was when they were reinventing it, and they were giving him you know the black leather and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it is a good point. Huh. So, guys, this is the part of the episode where we need to pull a new movie. Okay. How Watch. exciting! Oh. oh, yeah. So I'm gonna reach into our little. Uh, very high tech bag I here. It was a Thor helmet. And, uh, it, hasn't it been a Thor helmet in the past? Well, we found it was harder to get uh, a variety of movies with <laughs> yeah. a Thor helmet, so I just put the, it in a big. The Thor big helmet ass bag. was surprisingly shallow. I will show it to <laughs> okay. you next time you uh, come over. Because I believe it's a child's Thor helmet. <laughs> it is oh. a child's Thor helmet from Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So either one of you, Josh or Talon, just tell me to stop. Stop. Okay, don't fuck this up, Casey. This has been a tough season. I'm going to just say for the record, we've watched oh, a this, lot of shit. Oh, no, it's not going to get better, though. better, yeah. Oh, no. Come on, man. Well, it's your hero. No, <laughs> but it's, no, yes, no, yep. no. It's I, I want to veto. I want. I don't think we should watch this movie. I don't, oh, too bad. We're watching it. We're no. watching Captain America 1990 oh, style. nice. Very nice. With the Italian red skull for no fucking reason. Wait, is that the one with J.D. Salinger's son or something like that? Yeah, yes. sure is. Matt yep. Salinger. Excellent, excellent. And Ned Beatty. Yeah, that's oh, super. That's great. Why? Why? So Who put it in there? Guys. With I, Todd. It was six seasons ago. I, oh, no. Sorry. Let's watch that trailer. You get your guinea pig. Happens to be the best damn candidate out of 600 volunteers. A secret experiment gave one man the strength of a hundred. The rest of the world, he's just codenamed Captain America. And the power to save millions. The Jerry's had an experimental rocket ready to fire at a target somewhere in the United States. Only he could defeat a superhuman madman. They got a fella called the Red Skull heading up their outfit. All we can hope to get in there is one good man. But saving the world left him trapped in an icy grave until fate released him to finish a battle started decades ago. Yeah, he's still alive. We don't know where he is or who he is. Now, an evil genius is on the verge of global domination. Captain America, you gotta help us. And only Captain America can stop him. Ronnie Cox, Ned Beatty, Darren McGavin, Kim Gillingham, Scott Pollan as the Red Skull, and Matt Salinger as the Marvel Comics hero, Captain America. <laughs> oh, I so do not want Talon, are you familiar rubber with Rubber ears, rubber I'm ears. I'm familiar rubber with ears. it, but I have never seen it. It's incredibly it. awful. Oh, oh it's I'm so I'm not bad. going to. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so, I don't, don't I gotta be to. honest with you, I don't know if, I don't know which one's worse. The 1979 Captain America TV movie Starring Rob Brown or this one? I mean, that's a. Oh, do you guys have? A tough do you guys call. have the old uh, Doctor Strange in there in the helmet? In the no, because no, it wasn't was, theatrical. Uh, this technically didn't have a theatrical either, but we're still doing it. No, th- this one had a theatrical. It did not. 
It did not. No, it didn't. This oh, was a direct, oh, your veto oh, excuse. This Tom. was head of direct video oh. days. Oh, we this one stayed in because it's cap, and what is which it? is the reason why the seventy nine yeah. is in there. Here you go, Alan. Here's what the cost. And what is it, John? Like. Did who did the the Fantastic Four one that got canned and burned and Ooh, never shown? Whoa, John Carpenter. That's Robert Roger Corman. Corman. I was thinking John Carpenter. That yeah. is in the helmet. That is, that is in the helmet because it got a theatrical That's release. <laughs> it did not. It's just in the helmet because they it's did actually it to hold on to the IP, pretty, right? Yeah, and it's a what? pretty decent movie. It's not bad. This I looks thought, I thought so we looked, atrocious. Oh, it's oh, I thought oh, it, Talon, but let me tell you why. <laughs> I thought it, it actually, it like premiered, it played like once. Oh, did it? Okay. I thought, they just, I, thought, I thought they just made it. And I could be wrong. I, I thought they did oh, it. To man. They, they made it to hold the rights. It never got oh, released. Never released officially. Okay. Yep. Not bad. Well, they did yep. the same thing with Fantastic Four, didn't they? They made the... That's what we're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at the Captain yeah, yeah. America pictures. They're, they're, you, they're were, you were scared by the rubber ears? I know. It's so bad. You know, the thing about this, this is Captain America's a virgin. Because as we know... Chris Evans was not Captain America. Yeah. Fucks. <laughs> All right. So, guys, yeah. this was a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, this was great. Thanks thank for coming so on. Thanks for yeah. having us. Absolutely. Long time yeah. secret dream uh, of Talon and I. We're always like, I wonder exactly. if we'll ever be on their podcast. Will they ever let us on? So, yeah. And yes, yes I want to get yeah. on a nerd debate. You're welcome back to come and talk about a good movie oh, if you'd like. Oh, did if you, you have that? an opening in a nerd debate? I would very much want to be in a nerd debate. So, if you need an alternate, I would. Just, I would totally. I, every time I always do them, so that's I'm ready. Okay, all right. Do you? That's good yeah. to know. That's good. I already know. have all the next questions ready. By the way, of course you do. Nerd. I'm a okay, nerd. <laughs> uh, so uh, we heard. Go find the fourth pillar of play on your podcast player of choice. Go to mm-hmm. fourth pillar. No, the fourth pillar. No, of it's play. www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And All spelled out. Spelled no out. numbers. No numbers. No numbers. Fuck numbers. Go check them out. Uh, listen to their podcast. It's awesome. We are so happy they're with us on Night Shift Media. Casey, if people uh, have some thoughts about your thoughts and opinions on this podcast, where can they track you down? Well, for the time being, as of this recording, I am still on Twitter. By the time <laughs> this episode comes out, who the fuck knows? I will see, still be on Instagram. Uh, that is... Uh, uh, not dot Ryan Casey on Twitter. I am not Ryan Casey, and uh, the podcast itself has a Twitter and Instagram that is TSPHC Tweets. You can figure out what one that is. And Superpod HeroCast for Instagram. Todd, how about you? Sure, find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. The handle at TMP in SYR. And you can also email the podcast directly at SuperpodHeroCast at Gmail dot com because. Only Cap writes letters. Tony. They're with his little rubber ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. So that'll do it for the Super Pod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Josh Montgomery, I'm Todd Panic. For Talon Larum, I'm Josh Montgomery. For Casey Ryan, I'm Talon Larum. And I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be heroic. Oh, I was ahead. All right, so now we're just going to round robin to make sure that in sequence, all everything's lined up. So I'll say okay. one. This is this is a Todd thing. By it's the way. a Todd okay. thing. It's okay. very. You'd be surprised at how useful it is. One. Okay. I, I will be. Two. 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 <laughs> Who's two? <laughs>
<laughs> it's usually me, but go ahead. Well, okay, right, we'll start yeah, let's start over. Sure. Ready? Okay, so I'm going to be Todd, two. please make this an outtake. I'm going to take three. Put this at the end. I okay. Got. Wait, what are you going to be three? Okay. Okay. <laughs> One. Two. Three. Four. One. Two. Three. Four. Okay. Thank you. Are we that good is now? a Todd thing. Right. You're right. very welcome. We're, we're, are, you, are you happy now, Todd? No, so. Oh, Casey, are you do, are you doing a Buffalo Bill voice? Is that what I'm hearing? You should do Dan it louder. Listen to the do podcast it, anymore. Do it louder. Put the lotion on its skin. And all I can hear of every time I listen to that now is Monk. 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 What are you going to solve a murder? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was Stottlemyre. He's also in Joyride. Did you ever see Joyride? No. He's the he's the voice of the trucker. So it's like, <laughs> Candy King, coming, Candy King. You're like, <laughs> well, he's so gross. Yeah. Have you ever killed anybody? Did you kill cannibals? Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> yeah, but they were all bad. Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> One's hairless. <laughs> oh, no. Don't ever oh, look up oh, no, I'm doing it Jawas. Now. That's, that's, that's fucking nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's supposed to be So terrible. when we were watching uh, Book of Boba Fett in the house, we had a long-running debate in which once Joseph and I realized that it was annoying Aubrey, we really started leaning in on it. <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, my God. I wish this, we were filming this because Talon is witnessing a murder of a decloaked Yeah, you, you actually Have looked you ever that seen up. It, I am looking Sharon, it up. Todd, you got to look it up. We, you got a Sharon and Josh and I's pain. Yeah, well, I know this one. Yeah, it's not Jawa. fun. What it's is it? decloaked Jawa. Make sure safe fine. search is on. Be careful. <laughs> it could get really yeah. terrible. And I'm just getting pictures of the action figure. I don't yeah, know. Me too. You don't. Um, I'll find it another time. Okay. Uh, well, it's we had a long nice. running debate. The Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a mask or their face? It's a mask. It's a mask. Uh, oh. My answer it's is a mask. who cares? <laughs> well, listen, Tusk uh, Raiders. They were really interesting in Book of Boba Fett until it became a train robbery. At Friendsgiving, I would like you to, uh, I would like you to share that opinion with Aubrey, if okay. you wouldn't mind. Okay, That'd just be great. Sure. They're just. Oh, does she um, think it's their face? Uh, I can't remember which side Joseph and I were on, but it was vehemently on the side opposite Aubrey because she was getting annoyed at the discussion. So I can't see uh, Joe being that way. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't see him. I don't see him finding like some kind of small chink in the armor and twisting, and twisting in his subtle way. I just don't see it. Yeah, shocker! Oh my god! Oh <laughs> what? God. Oh, Utini! Oh. Oh is, my! Yeah, Listen, that's, that's, Casey, I'm not going to shame oh. you for what you like to keep on your phone, but <laughs> I searched it. How dare you? That's a Reddit search. I don't know, Talon. I didn't find that. We were searching. I, I searched it, it and it didn't find me. Listen, I love that, the Android yeah. locked folder Jawa feature without... as much as you do, Casey. But that one should stay in your locked folder. <laughs> well, look. There's... Oh, Jawa without hood. Is that? Yeah, oh, Jawa God. without hood. Oh, there it well, is. Well, that's what made oh, the joke is... in what I don't know if it was. Amy Sedaris saying she, she dated one? Where she said she dated one. And now you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> I, so I, I blocked I out the entire it. show, That's except yeah. for the Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, we only, I yeah. was like, oh, I started watching Boba Fett when it was Mandalorian again. Yeah. yeah. And then right. I left. The other one. When it was Mandalorian 2.5. Yeah, exactly. Like, when it was yeah. the, we don't have time to tell this in Mandalorian season three. We're going to do it here. So we're, we're back to where we want to be in mm-hmm. season three. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> We have gone very far afield. Congratulations. You have uh, joined us in our podcast fuckery. Um, Let's get back to the plot. Yeah. 
Maybe at some point during that, my wife will go, move it along, guys. <laughs> is that sure who that did. is? I did, yeah, I did not it's know. Danny. That's perfect. Yeah. Is it my turn? Sure yes, is. Sir. Okay. Um, 